0: Oh, my God. <laughs> Adam Curry, John C. Dvorak. It's
1: Thursday, February 14th, 2019. This is your award-winning Gibbon Nation Media Assassination, Episode
2: 1112. This is no agenda.
1: Celebrating love, baby, and broadcasting live from the cap of the drone, Star State here in downtown Austin, Tejas, in the Cludio, in the morning, everybody. I'm Adam Curry. And from northern Silicon Valley,
0: where the tracks are flooded. The trains are moving slow. Commerce is coming to a halt. I'm John C. DeVore. It's Crackpot and Buzzkill.
3: In the morning.
1: Tracks flood. I just got a, what is it, an EAT um, alert that uh, San, San Jose is going to flood. Oh, good. <laughs> no, it's not good. San Jose is a big,
0: it's a city. It's, a, it's what's, How's it going to flood? Hmm. I don't know.
1: I just saw the emergency now, there should be a foot of water in some of the streets, and that's, oh
0: my God, it's flooded. What are we going to do?
1: <laughs> it seemed like a mandatory evacuation to me. Man, man. Mand- mandatory from San Jose <laughs> <laughs> oh, i should I should look it up. It was it was I, I subscribed to all the uh, alert systems. They have it's- RSS feeds. It's kind of cool.
0: So I expect when the Zephyr comes through, which will probably be a couple minutes late. It'll be going through like at about one mile an hour, because the Capitol Corridor went by just before the show. And I'm telling you, it was barely moving, just creeping along. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, everybody
1: cares. <laughs> well, okay. happy, happy uh, Valentine's Day, everybody. Say, happy Valentine's Day.
0: Valentine.
1: That no, that, that's how kids universally say it in the states. When you grow up, you first you say Valentine's Day. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, Valentine, it's, it's, it's Valentine. It's Valentine. Which is really, I I looked into the origins of Valentine's Day, St. Valentine's Day. It's kind of gory. Yeah, it goes back to the 1600s. Yeah, it's like, it's not a Hallmark holiday. No, it wasn't until Cadbury and Hershey's came along and they said, hey. But yeah, it was about sending a note to your loved one. Ultimately, a thousand years ago. Something crazy like that. Uh, but today we... But I think uh, we're supposed to be a secret lover. Ah, uh, yeah, could be. Could be. Now, what was... Dame, Dame Astrid had a note. She sent it Dame Astrid lives in Tokyo. She sent a note about Valentine's Day in Japan.
0: It was, a, it was about three years ago she sent that note.
1: Ah, what we was haven't the, heard from her. What, what, uh, <laughs> we haven't heard from her since.
0: <laughs> <laughs> she says that in Japan, the whole Valentine's Day is only women to men. And so they buy uh, chocolates for men. Huh. They, they give cards to men and the men go well whatever. Yeah, <laughs> well
1: whatever. Yeah, wink wink nudge nudge whatever, baby. Yeah. Thank you for the card. Thank you. Yes. It was uh, I saw that you had a lot of uh, issues with the with the newsletter getting it out to people.
0: It wasn't so much, you know, this is I think happens every every so often. And I I have to, what I put in a little secondary note was, "Hey, if you didn't get the newsletter at all, and you look in all your boxes, spam box, you look in the promotions box, the updates box—I don't know why they have all these boxes—and the inbox, if it's not in any of them, let me know. Now, right. of course, every a lot of people just let me know anyway. Hey, I know it came in fine. What are you bitching about? Uh, which is not helpful, but I'd say at least uh, twenty people sent notes and saying they, they, there's no, it's not anywhere. Which makes me either think that Google's throwing away mail, because it's all e- uh, Gmail accounts with the exception of one guy.
1: Uh-huh. They're no. just
0: throwing away email, which is possible, no. kind of no. like the post office, you know, the the bad mailman. I is.
1: know what's going on. I can tell you exactly what's happening. Well, I'm, I'm all ears. And it was in the show notes, I think, the last show or the show before, we just didn't get to it, sometimes just not enough time. Um, Google has implemented their... Machine learning platform, TensorFlow, TensorFlow, TensorFlow into Gmail, headline on The Verge, Gmail is now blocking 100 million extra spam messages every day with AI. Now, this is something I have been asking for. I said, you want to show me artificial intelligence? Fix my email. And I'm not talking just about spam, but put things in the right box and remember who I care about and that kind of stuff. It should be possible with TensorFlow.
0: It should be possible with Google and all the information they have.
1: Well, it's not, and there's tons of stuff winding up in the spam box. Uh, Apparently, uh, PayPal security emails, you know, when you log in from a different computer or from uh, some IP address that is not recognized, it'll ask you to go through a verification process. That email that sends you the note saying, hey, something uh, logged in here that uh, you may or may not be aware of, that now goes to spam. Because of TensorFlow. TensorFlow. Well, it's magical. It's ma- But, John, don't you see the fallacy of this? No, but, but, but I, I want you to go to the
0: fallacy after I say this. Spam is one thing. Blocking the email and
1: never re- putting it in the spam f- box is another. And it wouldn't surprise me if that's another feature. Yeah, well, there you go. Well, there's also now an issue. Uh, Gmail does uh, rank your email by... Um, all kinds of different things that happen under the hood. So if you, like, for instance, my, my email server does not have a, it doesn't do SSL. It's a TSL or SSL? One of those two. When communicating with other SMTP servers, which is bad. I, sh- I need to fix it. Well, I, I mean, I don't want to, but thanks to Encrypt Anywhere. But yeah, uh, it makes kind of sense that, uh, that that should be encrypted properly. But I encrypt my individual emails. Uh, but it, Gmail could just refuse it. I've You sent an email to me that somehow went to AdamClarkCurry at gmail.com, which does exist, but I never use. And it looked at your email server and said, no, nah. because I, mean, I could see the headers. said, no, nah, this doesn't make sense. Not secure. Uh, we're not going to pass it on.
0: That's different than what I'm bitching about. Uh, I'm not getting these, you know, you got it. That was a bounce notice. It was not a bounce, but okay. T- well, okay, Technically well, but I got not a, a notice. I got informed. I got you that this email didn't go I through. You. I don't see that happening unless unless Mailchimp is getting all these messages Could and be. I don't not finding out about it. That's Could why I'm going to pass all these names over to Mailchimp and say, "Hey, <laughs> okay, what's going I, on here? Are we getting bounced? Why aren't these people getting the mail for, that you're sending?"
1: Got it. I mean I mean
0: while there are plenty of people that oh yeah never I've never had a problem it's always <laughs> in my inbox
1: I've never had a problem always in my inbox too all two copies I subscribed twice yeah anyway uh maybe pe- other people will care then that Gmail is now using their artificial intelligence to filter your email tell me how your results are I'm very curious well I, from what I can tell they're going to stink <laughs> Well, let's see. We had a couple of things happen this past week here in the United States politics, which is always good for a chuckle. We had uh, the attention drawn away from AOC to fellow new or freshman congressman, fresh congressman, Elon Omar, who touched the third rail of United States politics. What yeah, a mistake. <laughs> what a mistake. This is a big mistake, what she made here. Oh, well, she got chewed out by everybody. And and this, and this we need to stop and talk about this. So what she said in multiple tweets was, hey, there's Jewish money in U.S. politics. I'm paraphrasing to a huge degree. And Jewish money is Israeli money. I'm paraphrasing what she said. What would you say? That's fair? That's kind of what she was tweeting?
0: I don't know that it's fair. But it's uh, kind of what she was tweeting. Which, I, but the the thing was, what was the point of her tweeting any of this? We know what's going on. I mean, is she revealing new? I mean, this is like AOC does the same thing. She's she asks stupid questions and as if it's a revelation.
1: Well, what was interesting and to some degree ironic is that everybody, left and right, Democrat, Republican, all up in arms. Oh, anti-Semitic! The president. Who hates Jews? He's Hitler, in case you forgot. Uh, he, he he is. He's literally Hitler, who hates the Jews. But he was even, I mean, can you, you would go really far if you get Hitler to say oh, to, to defend the Jews. But yes. Now you're doing a Ben Shapiro. I know. Uh, so neither you or I are qualified to speak about this. We're not allowed to talk about anything that's going on in U.S. politics as it involves Israel or Jews. I know a Jew. Yeah, I know. In fact, I'm going to play a Jew. I'm going to play Steve the Jew. Steve the Jew? Yes. (laughs) This takes the show to a new level. (laughs) I haven't told him yet that's what I call him, but I'm sure he'll be calling me. This is uh, Steve Pachenik, also known as Steve the
2: Jew.
4: Hi, my name is Dr. Pachenik. Today I want to address the fact that Representative Lam Oman, the lovely lady from Minnesota who's Muslim, uh, forced, was forced to apologize to all the Jews in America for the statement that she meant, was, which was absolutely correct. And this is the following statement, that Jewish money is behind AIPAC, which means the Associ- American Israel Public Affairs Committee, which is the biggest lobbyist group in, in Congress, and she was correct. There is a huge amount of Jewish money behind it, and I don't find that anti-Semitic. For those of you who don't know me, I am Jewish. I came out of the diaspora. I basically am related to Rambam, and I Rambam? was involved with, my family was involved with...
1: <laughs> who, who's Rambam? <laughs> who's Rambam? Is he related to Rahm
4: Emanuel?
0: Some, some, one of our... our, our <laughs> friends in the uh, chat room
1: must know who Rambam is. Yeah, or if not, I'm sure one of our uh, uh, one of our Israeli
4: knights will know Rambam. Begin and Jabotinsky. So let me get to the major point. This representative has the absolute right to say whatever she feels about Jews, whether it includes me or not. As an American, I find it offensive that she was accused of being anti-Semitic. As a matter of fact. AIPAC is this dangerous lobbying group. As Brad Sherman, Congressman Brad Sherman of California, a very smart... A rational liberal Democrats said the most powerful, powerful group in uh, Congress, bar none, is APEC. You are either with APAC or against APEC. In fact, we Jews represent less than three percent of the United States, yet we influence over sixty-seven percent of all the people, all the congressmen, all the senators, all the presidents, all of whom have to abide by APAC's dictates. Now, APAC says oh, we don't donate to anybody. That's correct. Like a Jewish mob run by Maya Lansky and Long East Wilma, and They're very shrewd. What do they do? They have a pack, And what they do is to create all kinds of boondoggles where they allow Hillary Clinton, Bill Clinton, the Bushes, Obamas to all go on free trips all around the world, also to Israel several times to make sure that they are pro-Israel. If you are not pro-Israel, you are then against APAC, and AIPAC will take you down.
1: Steve the Jew, everybody. Sounds about right. Yeah, sounds about right. <laughs> Robbie, that's, what, that, that's what all these pressure groups do. Rabbi Moshe Ben Maimon is Rambam. Okay. <laughs> he was one of the towering figures in the history of the Jewish people. Oh, okay. There you go. It's so, a Rambam. Tall guy then. Oh, Black Betty, Rambam. Anyway, I thought that was very interesting that she just went in and just hit that one and especially well, this shows me how naive she is oh you know i don't point. I don't think she's naive I think she's scripted i think, so. I think she's scripted john just like a o c oh this is this is these are the Justice Democrats, guys. This is well, um, she, she joined later.
0: Well, maybe. Maybe they're all Maybe the Justice Democrats are all run. <laughs> it's possible.
1: Oh, I think they are. Here it was a, a little convo on uh, Meet the Press about uh, this
5: fracas. Omar has a track re- record. She had a track record in Minneapolis. She track record. Many Jewish leaders were concerned about her statements. That's, then, that's a fair point. And uh, this Here's has point. become a serial offense for her, mm-hmm. right? She had that tweet right. about Israel hypnotizing right. the world. Look, it's, what and it's not, just, it's her. A it's not just her. It's also a- Rashida yeah. Tlaib. It's also Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez who praised Jeremy Corby- Corbyn, who is friendly to Hezbollah. This is a problem for the Democratic Party. You talk about consequences. The political consequences of the Democratic Party being associated with political anti-Semitism are huge.
1: Political anti-Semitism. This is good, man. This, this is going. This is being used now. Thank you dropped that bomb
0: in there didn't he mm-hmm. political, political.
1: we never heard that before i it's new to me new to me i like it political anti-semitism
0: so that's different somehow
1: what, what could that mean political anti-semitism
0: that means they're using. okay I, I think i know what it means they're, they're using
1: anti-semitism so. for political means yeah well how's that working out
5: <laughs> well, anti-Semitism it it are well. huge and Eugene's absolutely right there's a battle that is just beginning within the Democratic Party a dog you look what Mark Millman is doing the they have that's to fight what
0: this I'm that's sorry what political anti- hold on that's what political antisemitism is it's a, as they as the, I've never used this term I'm going to use it now dog whistle hmm. it's a dog whistle a secret code a signal to the Jew haters that are apparently just that the Democrat Party is rife with
1: well She's got to hone the transmission because the Hitler-in-Chief responded adversely. Well, the Hitler-in-Chief was supposed to
5: respond adversely. Oh. It's just
0: true she's right.
5: Ah, yes, you're <sighs> How stupid of me. It's just beginning within the Democratic Party. Mm-hmm. And you look at what Mark Melman is doing. They have to fight this. And the fact that it's being imported is very disturbing uh, to, to members of the Jewish community. This issue.
1: <laughs> <laughs> members of the Jewish community. <laughs> I love these terms. Why don't you say to the Jews? No, we have to be polite. Some, for some reason, that's wrong. YouTube members not here on the no agenda show people everyone's equal to the jewish community
3: this issue of anti-semitism sadly is surfacing on the fringe left and the fringe right so this is a, it's on the fringe it, right it, it, it is it is now being there's no doubt
5: imported through socialist politics ah. which i think is an interesting development ah. through socialist politics into the yeah
1: write it down imported through socialist politics so this is interesting so socialists are anti-semites and I guess by pointing to Jeremy Corbyn, that's kind of solidified, although I think that's just an individual choice, whatever whatever his issue is.
5: Democratic Party. Nancy Pelosi had a horrible week. She <laughs> yeah. has spent the whole week I've... cleaning up after
3: Ilhan Omar. No, is that no how doubt. she's going to spend her Congress? No, no, no. And I'm saying this. What is, I'm trying to talk about the larger, what are we supposed to do when you have a political, um, whatever you want to call it, uh span that goes from omar to king sure. which eventually you of should course vote them out and right. Republicans The republican question democrats is what to do the you right do steps with king
5: and he should be primaried and he should be voted out and the democrats now need to take similar steps with omar and, and that's she's going to say this again you
1: know let's just presume for a moment that the justice democrats which includes this elon and also um alexandria ocasio-cortez let's just presume they about, are by six others yeah let's just presume that they are being uh run they're, they're being run by the people behind him Their social media is not all theirs for sure. Uh, Not all of it is is her. It's just, or or some of it is pre-written or something. There's just, there's too much stuff going in, going on.
0: It it appears to be, yeah. There's no reason to do any of this.
1: Now this Elon, she, uh, she's on some committee. I forget which one it is. Elon! And she was questioning Elliot Abrams. Elliot Abrams, famous for Iran-Contra um <clears throat> um you know involved in that whole mess brought back in to you know make sure the venezuela project goes according to plan you know, bring in the experts now she's asking things that that you know to me is like oh this is great someone's asked this it's funny because she's asking about you know about his history certainly with iran contra but she's not i mean these things are always staged whenever there's a committee hearing it's for television um the, often the questions and answers are known oh, or are published it's, yeah. and it's all to get a soundbite on television that's the whole point is it's, it's everyone kind of knows what to expect but it seems to me that some someone or someone decided let's send uh Omar in as a heat seeking missile and blow up this Elliot Abrams because all she's doing is reading she's reading her questions and man she reminds me so much of um oh who's the dutch uh, politician I'm spacing for a second. You know the one that uh, that was in the movie with Teo von Koch from Somalia.
0: Uh right that that she's the one who was the anti Muslim woman, though.
1: Yes, and I'm hoping the troll room will give it to me. But yeah, it's, uh, she's famous. Yeah, so she sounds just like her. And uh, but you would listen to this, and I you know I pulled out some pauses, etc. But you listen to it, all she's doing here is embarrassing this guy about his past. Ayen Hirshiali, that's who it is. Thank you, Troll Room. Ayen Hirshiali, I was now married to that uh, to the British elite guy, whose name I can't remember either. Let's play the clip.
6: Mr. Adams, in
1: oh, by the way, his name is Abrams. Consistently throughout the questioning, she calls him Mr. Adams, which <laughs> <for> just, <laughs> <laughs> to me is like either you really can't read because your brain is just turned, and he has a sign right in front of him. You, you know, your brain is, is you just, you know, whatever's programmed, you can't get away from Adams. But she continues to say that.
6: Mr. Adams, in 1991, you pleaded guilty to two counts of withholding information from Congress regarding your involvement in the Iran-Kotra affair. She's for
0: which... Kotra.
1: You can't even read the Iran-Kotra affair. There's a lot of...
0: So she's... By the way, I want to stop since since we have stopped. The zephyr is now going by. I swear it's going at five miles an hour. You called that. it. You're from the future.
1: You yep. called it. Nice. I think
0: tracks are flooded.
1: <laughs> All right. Anything else? So you she want?
0: can't even say Contra. So she's now that we're talking through her head. She doesn't know what
1: she's doing. has She's no.
0: never heard of Iran Contra.
1: No, she thinks it's part of Coachella. She really doesn't know.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> Coachella. <laughs>
1: Onward.
6: Your involvement in the Iran-Kortra affair, for which you were later burdened by President George H.W. Bush. I fail to understand uh, why members of this committee or the American people should find any testimony that you give uh, today to be truthful.
4: If I can respond to that.
6: Uh, um, it wasn't a question.
4: <laughs> I On was Feb- that,
6: was not, was that was not a question. That was sure the I... Not. I reserve the right to my time.
4: Reclaiming my time. It is not It is not right. That was Every not a question. Committee can attack On
6: February 8th.
4: Who is not permitted to reply. That,
6: that was not a question. Thank you. <laughs> for-
1: <laughs> Listen to this condescending piece. This is great. I want just roll this back a little bit. Because <sighs> she ad-libs from the script once in a while. This was Uh-oh. one of those ad-libs. No, it was pretty good. February witness, 8th, who okay. is
3: not permitted to reply.
6: <laughs> that, that was not a question. Thank you. For your participation.
1: (laughs) I see the humor in that. Thank you for your participation. That was not a question.
6: On February eighth, nineteen eighty-two, you testified before the Senate Foreign Relations Committee about US policy in El Salvador. In that hearing you dismissed
0: (laughs) El (laughs) Valvador?
6: committee about U.S. policy in El Salvador. <laughs>
0: El-
6: <laughs> I
1: think she's saying... <coughs> I think she's saying El Salvador. El Salvador. But I like El Valvador better. El Valvador. And I'm writing it down. You never know.
6: 1982, you testified before the Senate Foreign Relations Committee <laughs> about U.S. policy in El Salvador. In that hearing... You dismissed as communist propaganda report about the massacre of El Masote in which more than 800 civilians, including children as young as two years
1: old, were brutally murdered. Wait for this. This is a great question.
6: By U.S.-trained troops. During that massacre, some of those troops bragged about raping a 12-year-old girl before they killed them girls before they killed them. You later said that the U.S. policy in El Salvador was a fabulous achievement. Yes or no, do you still think so?
1: (laughs) So, to recap her question, uh, U.S. troops went in there, raped young girls, and you call it a fabulous, fabulous uh, ordeal. And only yes
4: or no answer, please. From the day that President Duarte was elected in a free election to this day, El Salvador has been a democracy. That's a fabulous achievement.
6: Yes or no. Do you think that massacre was a fabulous achievement that happened?
1: (laughs) Now, the question is refined a little bit by the uh, representative from Minnesota. Uh, is that raping? Is raping of kids? Don't you think that's great, sir? Can you? I mean, I'm here to ask you serious questions, not waste anyone's time who happens to be watching C-SPAN.
6: Was a fabulous achievement that happened under our watch.
4: That is a ridiculous question, and I yes apologize. or no? No, I. I'm I will, sorry, take, I will Kermit, take
1: that I, as a yes. That's my favorite part. He well, says no. I'll take it as a yes. <laughs> exactly. He says no. And she reads from the script. I'll take that as a yes. Under our watch.
4: That is a ridiculous question. And yes I, or no? No. no. I, I, will sorry, take, I will Kermit, take that I, as
6: a yes.
1: <laughs> what 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 was on her script was he won't answer, and that's what you say, I take that as a yes. But when he says no. There should have been a little tree branch there for her. If no arrow, skip logic. Say skip logic. Apply some of that tensor slow to it, will you? My goodness, what a waste of time! But she's that. That's just the heat-seeking missile. There's no, no reason I'll why she as a yes.
0: <laughs> Does she know what a what an idiot? She, well, no. I'm. I think all the justice Democrats are this way. They can't think for themselves. Obviously. Did just, somebody scripting this, and the person scripting is not doing that good of a job.
1: Well, I have one of the guys who I believe is scripting it. His name is Hassan Piker, and he is, uh, he used to be with the Young Turks. He was one of these founders of, it was uh, something, it was, um, before it was the Justice Democrats that had a different name. But these are all former Bernie bros, and I found this clip of him talking about um Well, really about everything you hear from these freshmen, from these justice Democrats in Congress right now. Um, The redistribution of wealth is coming. Listen,
7: I'm a simple guy, okay, And I'm not a very smart guy either. But even from where I'm standing, nothing says the system is absolutely broken like the existence of
1: billionaires. He's also uh, Cenk's nephew. Cenk from the Young Turks. What I'm
7: simply going to say is that wealth is never created in isolation. Every billionaire and millionaire created their wealth with workers who make infinitely less than they do and we're conditioned into thinking that this is the natural order of the universe. And one of the outcomes of this mentality is the justification for extreme wealth inequality. We live in the richest nation on earth, the richest nation to have ever existed, and people struggle to pay their bills and suffer when they can't get medical treatment. All around the world you see tension In the absence of class consciousness or an actual alternative to capitalism, we see people railing against more tangible targets, immigrants and refugees, or brown people, or even intangible concepts like globalism, which is the system that's bringing brown people to our borders. Is there a migrant crisis? Sure, but the solution isn't to shut off borders and get increasingly more violent with their maintenance. The solution is to solve inequality, to solve famine, to solve poverty, and all the issues that come along with it on a global scale. Technological advancements have rendered globalism an unstoppable force, so we have to adapt to it. Uh-huh. The immediate way of doing that is through drastic wealth redistribution. Ah. And that starts with banning billionaires. Okay, And now people all around the world <laughs> are waking up They're coming to the realization that this is no way to run a society. And perhaps that's why billionaire is becoming a bad word. And look, this may scare you, but a more equitable distribution of wealth is coming, whether it's by policy or pitchforks.
1: There you go. So now you understand where they're coming from. Billionaire is a bad word. Except if the billionaire is uh, Michael Bloomberg who has just pledged 500 million dollars to the Democrats to help them get Trump out of office then you're a good billionaire.
0: Yeah, I'm sure they would bitch about Soros giving him
1: money either. No. So this is this is what's going That's on what we're
0: stuck with. Yeah. Luckily there's only a few of these yahoo's and Nancy should take care of it. She can't she's having trouble.
1: I think so she's far. she's having trouble with it. Yeah.
0: AOC doesn't seem to care what Nancy thinks.
1: No, she she's kind of bulletproof that way, and you know, she won't get anything done. You know, but I think it's it's fun to see with the, this whole Green New Deal thing that's got her name on it, and I guess now uh, they're going to have a an actual roll call vote. So
0: the- yes, I have McConnell making that announcement. You might as well play that. Oh,
1: you do. Oh, excellent. Let's listen.
0: Uh, let me say
2: first of all, however. I've noted with great interest the Green New Deal. And we're going to be voting on that in the Senate.
0: We'll
1: give everybody an opportunity to go on record
8: <laughs>
1: and uh, see how they feel about the Green uh, New Deal. <laughs> the way he says it. That's going to put a lot of people on notice. Oh, crap. i got to put my name to this? And what's what's not unexpected but is always fun to watch is, you know, I read the resolution. It's, you know, just like one of these globalist type United Nations things. You know, hey, it's all crappy. It's bad. You know, we got to do something about it. Yeah, we all agree. It's pretty innocuous. You can put your name on it. But what it represents is now this social media flurry of FAQs and cow farts and all this. So the, the, yeah. the Green no New airplanes. Deal will always be associated with uh,
0: giving. it yeah, be associated with car- cow farts cow f- if you vote for it. Cow farts (laughs) and worse. So I've been looking at, I've been putting together a uh, cheat sheet, a uh, handicapping sheet for the uh, camp for the uh,
1: handicapping sheet. Yeah, for the candidates. Uh, oh, very nice. So,
0: yeah, and it's n- going to be a lot different than what everybody else has because I, I still include Hillary. Uh-huh. But uh, there's a, the only, only that guy, Sherrod Brown, seems to be the only guy with any common sense, and he's actually moved into the into the top five I, as far as I'm concerned. Oh, really? Interesting. Because he thinks the Green New Deal is bull crap, and he doesn't mind saying that. But everybody else is wavering on it, and one of the candidates, and, I, and I'm trying to – collect some of the candidates' commentary on this. And by the way, the first um, – as we bitched about these candidates showing up, we don't want to talk about them too much. The f- we should note that the first debate will be in June this oh. year. Brother. So it's coming up. So no, we uh, have to just, start talking just, about
1: just it. Just briefly on that, I was reading that uh, the way they're going to determine these debates with, what is it, 16 or 17 candidates? 30. <laughs> 30, Thirty. The way they're going to determine it is by grassroots financial support. So instead of polling, which is typical for how you're placed in the in the debates, uh, the DNC Perez from the DNC has said, "No, no we're going to see who has a uh, uh, grassroots financial support." How does that work? Well, it's going to be a lot of credit card activity going on in DC. Is what I'm thinking.
0: Well, anyway, I think they're going to have to do it kind of like the Republicans did with it with the child's
1: table uh having a second <laughs> that's that's what Perez literally said we don't want to have the child's table like the republicans did it they have to do something like that they can't just put up to 10 people why would you what, no, let's not have them do anything smart this is we have a show to do
0: well they're not and you're worried
1: <laughs> not really <laughs> you're correct
0: so i got so andy uh, amy amy klobuchar who's now wearing a lot more makeup uh, was on <laughs> Hello old white guy <laughs> She's wearing a lot more makeup And she's uh, trying to make herself Look more like a Presidential candidate which she believes she is And
1: I agree I I noticed it too And it, it looked really good with all the snow sticking to her face
0: Oh the snow on her head Was really funny she's, she, There she is giving a There's nothing worse than giving a speech about global warming
1: <laughs> In a snowstorm <laughs> She had so much makeup on that the snow hit her face and the warmth of her body didn't even penetrate it. <laughs> the snow just stuck. Yeah, I know yeah, it. I've, I've had makeup so like on, on most pavement. of my adult life. I know. It's like I on know.
0: asphalt. <laughs> yes. All right, well, so here she is. She was on Brett Barr, and he's asking her a bunch of different questions. But he got to the Green New Deal question, <laughs> which is the one I was interested in, to see how she's going to weasel her way out of this. And it was funny. She didn't do a very good – she – Kind of weasel her way out, but she kept saying, uh, and I'll point them out if she, she says them. She kept saying, said, so, Well, those, you know, he'd ask, like, well, what about air travel? You don't think we should, we should stop, we should back off on air travel? And she says, No, 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 I don't think that <laughs> that we should do that. And then she kept making the same mistake. She, she said, Yet.
9: <laughs> Just like an idiot. Here's the Green New Deal. If the Senate Majority Leader brings it to the floor, how do you vote on it?
10: The Green New Deal, I see it as, by the way, I see it as aspirational. I see it as a jumpstart. So I would vote yes, but I would also, if it got down to the nitty-gritty of an actual legislation as opposed to, oh, here are some goals we have, uh, that would be different but for here's me. But
9: here's the goals. Okay. Full transition off fossil fuels, yes. including drastically reducing air travel. Mm-hmm. You're for it?
10: I am for a jumpstart of the discussion and a framework, as Senator Markey has described. I am Net not for reducing air travel.
11: So Net let me zero I, greenhouse I, gas emissions.
10: I don't think that is going to happen in the next few years. <laughs> but you can imagine by new technology. And by the way, that includes um, nuclear and everything else that we could get Ooh. to a better place uh, yeah. economic security oh, yeah. for all who are unable or unwilling to work. Um, I I don't agree with the unwilling to work. And
9: last one, upgrade or replace every building in the U.S. for state-of-the-art energy efficiency.
10: I think we should put in better building standards, but could I just say what I would like to do, and I proposed in my announcement, what I would like to see is on day one to get back into the International Climate Change Agreement.
1: I'm disappointed that Brett Baer over there and Fox didn't bring up the cow farts. I mean, come on. That would have been hilarious.
0: Now, uh, Bear's the last guy to do that.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: It's probably the most serious
1: guy over there. By the way, that whole presentation she did in the snow, I, I'm offended by her doing that in whiteface.
8: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. I'm working on my material. Yeah, you sure are. Just <laughs> digging. So there's other really interesting uh, things taking place, discussions we've had on this very show for several months. Uh, I don't know if you saw this on uh, the overnight sensation, Don Lemon, uh, with it was Don Lemon, April Ryan and two white guys in the middle of a four box, a four across the screen box. And the white guys were white, you know, like one had a bald head and like rimmed glasses, just white. And they're arguing about the blackness of Kamala Harris, which now apparently is Kamala. I, I was told it was Kamala and now it's Kamala. So we're back to Kamala.
0: Did you see this? I was by, No, I didn't.
1: Of course not.
0: Uh, and, by, and by the way, uh, I was thinking about this Kamala and Kamala and Kamala.
1: I heard her say Kamala. I had the clip
0: somewhere well, of her it, saying. It sounds more like Pamela. So yeah. it's, it's, I think it's more acceptable to uh, the middle class. But Kamala sounds more like African. It's, yes. It's, it's probably a positive thing for some voters. So so I, I think she's are going to stick with the African I stuff because Barack H- Hussein Obama. Sounds better than elected. Barry. Sounds better than Barry, doesn't it? And it wasn't Barry, yeah.
1: yeah. So Kamala uh, was born in the United States of a two immigrant uh, parents, father from Jamaica, mother from India. She then grew up in Ottawa, Canada, which no one talks about in this clip. And what we have discussed here is, well, you know, yeah, she's a woman of color. She's brown. She's not black. She's brown. But you could say she looks like an African-American, but she's not. Um, So the next question is, does she have the African-American experience? Is it the same as just being black? There's some terms in this clip that are very interesting to listen to. As April Ryan of the, uh, I think it's the Urban Radio Networks, argues with Don Lemon and she says there is no difference between being African American and someone of color in the United States, Don Lamont disagrees. The white guys in the middle just look stupid. There's a lot to unpack here. Number one, what does black enough
12: mean? Can someone give me a definition of what black enough is? I don't want to go down the road of the stereotype when people say we're black. Number one, she is a black woman. She's a mixed race woman. When you see her, you see her blackness, but she is also South Asian. Her mom is South Asian and her dad is Jamaican. But April, she is April, April, let me, let me, America. let me,
2: l- listen. Yes. More power to her. And I think it's great. That is that should be enough. Listen, it is enough that she's a black woman. We are
13: not a model of the black. No, 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 no. No, no,
2: no, no, no. I think you're not you're not hearing what people are saying. The people who are saying is she black enough, that's bold. That's BS. But to 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 want a distinction to say is she African American Or is she black, or is she, whatever. There is nothing wrong with that. There is a difference between being African-American and being black. Um, la- people la- people latino people are people of color but they're not black they're brown people she is a okay? woman of color but she is a black woman Okay that's she, why I agree with that I agree Drake. with that but now, is she African American no 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 no, no 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 but is she <laughs> African American there's a difference there's nothing wrong with that no one is trying so to take anything down, away let's go from down her, down her. Down I think if you're you falling I think you're falling into, into a trap that all she had to do was say I am black but I'm not African American
1: you know as I as I was watching this mania april ryan is first of all she's a republican uh second who is she what is she trying to defend or who is she what is she her point other than sheer lunacy and here's an african-american which she is not don lemon as far as i know Uh, and he's saying no shut up i mean why did she even has the 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 gall to argue in today's social justice warrior world is beyond me that's it I'm I think not falling actually... in a trap. I'm not falling in. Hey, a white guy tried to say something. Goodbye.
12: Let me. Let me. Let me finish. Hold on. I'm not falling into a trap by that. When 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 she goes down her lineage, many Africans
1: landed on in Jamaica and all these other Caribbean islands. So she could
9: indeed. <laughs> Jamaica's be not
1: America. american <laughs> Hey man. Uh, the slaves also landed in Jamaica, so she's African American.
2: <laughs> Otherwise, but she is. De- not America. But she is a black woman. She <laughs> was Jamaica born did not here. not come in out of Jim Crow. Okay, well, let's, I'm let's just go
12: saying. into Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz. Ted ah, Cruz. Was-
1: there it is. You have to come out of Jim Crow. That's the term. She did not come out of Jim Crow. I like that, which I think means if you don't have a parent or a grandparent or someone in your family who lived under Jim Crow, you're, you're not part of that experience. And I, well, yeah, you count. I agree with Lemons. Well, with Obama. Well, maybe that's what April Ryan's so afraid of, because once you start thinking about it, and you think, well, wait a minute, Obama was American, but he was half Indonesian by his own account. So not really He's African-American.
0: He wasn't raised, he wasn't a Jim Crow.
1: No, he was not. Um, we'll just continue.
0: Apple, but she was Jamaica born did not here. Come
1: in out of Jim Crow. Okay, well let's, let's go
12: saying. into Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz I'm not was born talking in about Canada. Ted Cruz. <laughs>
2: this is not Cuban. about Ted Cruz.
1: And now she's trying to pull into. She's arguing. She's doing like an. I don't know. This is was so out of character for her to argue against another person of color. Changes I know, but you
12: know what? We cannot. It was hypocrisy. I'm not changing the subject. Yes, you she, are. changing She's the a subject. black woman. I don't know what you want.
2: Cruz. Okay. So what is wrong with asking someone who is of color, or black? Are they African American? are they Jamaican or whatever or whatever it is that but it's not she saying she is a black woman in America. We are saying that no, no one is no America. one is saying she's not black. Yeah but but, 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 but the, she's it sounds like African American there is, is a distinction the line, there's nothing and wrong with it to that the white man that all she, that stuff is no, out there. No you're that's yeah. that's not what that is you're getting the whole black enough that's thing. That's the kind of stuff that people and are That's not you're mixing. you're missing the point all right
1: I can't even take it anymore. It's another 30 seconds done. So there's that that is – and I'm not sure why – where this came from. Is it the Democrats who are trying to thin out the field? Is it the – Well, she's the number one runner, so they have to really take her –
0: they got to do something. They don't want her running as president. She can't can't do it. She doesn't have the background. She doesn't got – and she's kind of And she's a liar. She's a liar. And she's a liar. Yeah. We're talking about the two-pack
1: thing. Yeah. Well, here's the clip. This was on a a radio show, and uh, I – I did what we usually do here in the No Agenda shows. We try to get the full clip and put a little context around it so there were some questions asked. Also, and I know the answer to this
5: too, they say you oppose legalizing weed.
14: That's not true. I know. <laughs> and, and, and look, I joke about it, half joking. I have my family's from Jamaica. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me?
1: <laughs> <laughs> that well, so- I guess Jamaicans smoke a lot of weed possibly Man, but, did you think? Uh, right <laughs> yeah. no
14: no i do not no 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 and we need to research which is one of the reasons we need to legalize it we need to move it on the schedule so that we can um, a research
0: a couple of things i gotta throw in one she was the attorney general they could have done a lot more to legalize it of course. In fact, we had the first referendum which was voted down because they didn't want to legalize it <laughs> so right. these pot growers could make more money. Was that Prop 8? Stuff. Wasn't it
1: Prop 8 or something like that? I can't remember what it was. was
0: no, Prop 8 was about the gays. Oh yeah, The, the
1: gays. This was about the weed.
0: The weed. Now, um, I, I something about a district attorney prosecuting people while being a pot smoker herself, I personally find it, I, I think there's nothing wrong with smoking pot, but there's something offensive about the hypocrisy of a district attorney being a pot smoker stoned and then and then passing judgment on somebody busted for marijuana. I agree.
1: It's not uh it's not, not cool. Kosher. It's not it's definitely not kosher.
14: We need to move it on the schedule so that we can um research the impact of weed on Based on a developing. I love how
1: instead of saying marijuana, hemp, you know, THC, weed, because <laughs> she's really thought about this and has read a lot of policy documents about weed, developing weed. brain. Weed. <laughs> I got to hear her say that again. Weed of weed, weed. on
14: based on a developing brain. Hmm. You know that part of the brain that develops judgment actually begins its growth in at age eighteen through age twenty four. Oh, that explains me then. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. Woo! <laughs> the frontal cortex, I think That's exactly yeah. right. Yeah. That's right. And so I believe that we need to research that because I I, I believe we don't fully know the consequences.
4: The what banks. do you listen to? Because I know she has to go. So what does Kamala Harris listen to? What were you, what you listening to favorite? when you was high?
1: Uh, <laughs> what
14: was on?
4: What
2: song
1: was it?
14: Oh my goodness! Oh yeah, definitely Snoop, uh-huh. uh huh, Tupac, Tupac,
1: for sure. You know, so that was the big lie, uh, as that could not be possible since uh, when she was in college, uh, those songs had not been uh, recorded yet, or certainly not released to the public. Your first
0: albums weren't even out by then.
1: Yeah, so but you know she's uh, she's shown her blackness here, but she makes a,
14: a big mistake. Right here.
1: For, what for you sure. to
4: now? What's your favorite hip hop artist now? What's your favorite artist? You
14: artist know who I really love is Cardi B. You oh, like Cardi B, Cardi. I really do. Okay. Ah,
1: Cardi B. Are you familiar with the Cardi B, John? I've heard uh, the
0: music. I've not. I don't. just not at the top of my head.
1: Well, if you watch the Grammys, she even had her own commercial. Cardi B is famous for. Oh, that's her signature. And I'd like to share with you some lyrics from uh, Kamala Harris's most famous hip hop artist. This is Bickenhead from Cardi B. Yeah, pop that pussy like you ain't popped that pussy in a while. Pop that pussy like popping pussy going out of style. Pop, pop, pop that pussy while you work. Pop that pussy up in church. Pop that pussy on the pole. Pop that pussy on the stove. Make that pussy slip and slide like you from the 305. Put your tongue out in the mirror. Pop that pussy while you drive. Spread the S-cheeks open. Make the pussy crack a smile. Lock your legs around that nigga. Make him give your ass a child. What do you think?
0: Perfect. Well, I don't know if I'd want to... Vote for her? <laughs> I wouldn't want to vote for her. That's actually pretty good, pretty interesting that she would like that because she just said she did. Yes. I doubt that she's ever heard the woman. She's just, I think, throwing stuff out. Yeah. In fact, Ben Shapiro kind of mocked her Oh, uh, on his show. I don't want to, I don't have any long Ben Shapiro clip, but I do have a small clip where he kind of mocks Kamala Harris because of her laugh. And I thought that, uh, I thought Shapiro's version of her laugh was pretty good.
13: Basically, she's a character from Twenty One Jump Street. She that, that that's that's what she that's what she is now. She's I'm I'm so cool. I'm one of the kids. Also, I'm fifty thousand years old. Also, I don't remember what was playing on the radio. It was probably it, it, she's like when I was in college. What were we playing? It was Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga wasn't born yet, Senator. It doesn't matter. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Whoa. Tell me you have an ISO of that. You know, I was thinking
1: of getting one, and I don't think I did. Wait, what's this? Oh, yeah, (laughs) Yeah. you laughed, ISO. You did? Oh, good one. Oh, man, that's going to compete with my ISO. Which is, is, by the uh, theory of random numbers, is also a Shapiro ISO. But I have to play it in context first. Um, I've been listening with glee to the podcasters who are filling up their podcasts with all kinds of fun advertisements and
13: Ben Shapiro,
1: definitely. Oh,
0: God. Yeah, I know which one it is. Oh, my God.
13: In just a second, I'm going to explain to you what he did to Beta O'Rourke, who was holding a rally. Listen for the transition. Maybe 500, 1,000 feet away. I'll explain in just one second. First, let's talk about the best Valentine's Day gift that you can give in terms of chocolatey goodness this year. I'm talking, of course, about Sherry's Berries. Now, I had never tried Sherry's Berries. They sent over a package of kosher Sherry's Berries stuff. Oh, my God. mean, (laughs) Oh, my God. I don't know,
1: John. It's a toss-up for me.
0: How about playing in both? Play, oh, my God, then the
4: laugh.
1: Then the hilarious laugh. That may actually work well. Let's see. Oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah, I think we have a winner. I think we have a winner. Beautiful. (laughs) Oh, my God. Well, so we have... uh, So I guess we took care of Harris there. We're done with her. Um... Ooh, yes, this popped up on the radar yesterday.
15: Where in the world is Victoria Kagan Noodleman?
1: Yeah! Yes, Victoria, Vicky, Vicky, Victoria Kagan Noodleman, Name Noodleman. Only one year did she stay at the Center for a New American Security, the think tank. And she announced that she was leaving uh, as as per immediately. And the CNAS, CNAS, Center for New American Security, President Richard Fontaine has been named acting CEO immediately as the board searches for Newland's replacement. Uh, Victoria Newland used to be the spokeshole for the State Department when Hillary Clinton was there and during Obama's tenure. And then she was promoted to ambassador uh, to this, I think to to the state, it was like some funky title, but she was also... Deputary. She's assistant state department.
0: Yeah. She, she was second the the in
1: charge. She was the second in charge. Secretary. Yeah. yeah. And so she's at this think tank. She's married to uh Kagan, which is a notorious neocon real douche. Um, What is she doing? Do you think maybe she got a call from someone? You need to come here immediately and start working with me. Uh, I'm guessing Elliot Abrams. <laughs> now I'm thinking maybe Hillary.
0: Oh, maybe that's possible. That was I mean, my that, that was the, my
1: first thoughts. Like, oh, she I'm got going, the call.
0: It's a possibility. Maybe she's uh, Hillary's staying uh, under the radar. Uh, but in all the rundowns, I got about five of them from everybody's do, doing these these handicaps. Uh, Rolling Stone. They would. They even Rolling Stone didn't put her on the list, saying that Paul Podesta. This is the way the quote goes. And this be all end all, by the way. Paul Podesta, her former campaign guy, uh, said that she's not going to be running in, in 2020, which means is she running in 2024? I don't know. But I don't buy a word of it. It's like, you know, it's the old thing. They used to do this when I was a kid. They used <laughs> to pull this thing. Uh, was a, they don't do this anymore. Uh-huh. But it was just, well, I'm not running, but if if the party demands it, if I'm called. Yeah, if I'm called.
1: <laughs> yeah. If I'm called if the part, yeah, that's a good one. I like it.
0: Yeah, if I I'm like called, it. then I'll do it. I like that. Uh, but I, I don't plan on doing it. But if I'm called, I'll do it. And I believe that she's going to watch this thing fall apart with all these people all going after each other. There's not a strong candidate in the bunch. Uh, Sherrod Brown maybe seems a little bit like that because he's kind of an old-fashioned Lyndon Johnson-style Democrat, this good old boy, yeah. and he might get some attention. But there's no strong candidates. Bernie's too old, and everybody stole his ideas, so everybody's using <laughs> yeah. Bernie's ideas. Yeah. How, how annoying. Done. <laughs> and uh, so I think Hillary could jump in because she's needed. Hmm. They need somebody who can win, and they already know she can get the votes. She won the popular vote, after all. She won the popular vote, she, so we know she can get the votes, and the women love her.
1: Oh, brother, we went to, um, uh, we celebrated Val- Valentine's yesterday since I like to cook and you know, we have a nice evening and you know, after the show, it's not going to be much cooking and having a nice evening. You know, I'm pretty much uh, tits up, done, because I put all my heart and soul into this podcast. Uh, and so Tina took me to the theater last night and we saw Hedwig and the Angry Inch. Have you ever seen this uh, this presentation?
0: I believe it's a Broadway play that was short-lived on Broadway.
1: Yeah, well, it started in a uh, in a gay bar or a, a tranny bar, as we as it was called back in the day. And it grew out, and it, it was really popular off-Broadway. And I, I didn't even know that it went, but it, yeah, it went to Broadway, didn't do so well. But uh, it's performed apparently around the world. <clears throat> and what was interesting about it, I don't need to go into the whole story, is it was customized for the Austin audience. So with, you know, shout outs to different people in Austin about the mayor.
0: Uh, One of those things. Yeah. We got in San Francisco, we have this never ending play called Beach Blanket Babylon. And the (laughs) whole thing, it packs them in. But the whole thing is about localizing.
1: Right. So this was localized also for the Trump hating Austin audience. Uh, my, And people were out of their seats. Just that the mention of, you know, at some point it's like, oh, I'm going to read these children's books and there's a good night, Donnie, it's about Trump, whatever it was. But people were just, just insanely happy. Jumping up and down. Yes. And doing the Nancy clap, you know, the one that she did to Trump during the state of the union. Yeah. The shade, I think it's called the Nancy shade clap. So you wonder, man, how does this happen with these people? Just happens. Actually, I S- do know. School system. Didn't AOC go to Boston to BU, Boston University? That's where she did that. Yeah, she went to Boston University for what? For school. She did. Yeah. I think uh, so. Well, now we have to look it up. Yeah, definitely.
0: Consult the
8: book of knowledge.
1: I thought she was in a BU T-shirt in the in that well, video. That doesn't mean anything. I've got a BU T-shirt. with a video
0: about the school? Oh, no. I don't do videos for the school.
1: Okay. Uh, Did you look it up yet? Yeah, Yeah, Boston University. There you go. Education, Boston University. Well, this makes total sense. We got a note, boots on the ground, from Christine, producer Christine. Adam and John, my name is Christine. I am boots on the ground at Boston University, where I attend evening classes. Based on both your and John's precise and consistent analysis in regards to liberal madness within universities, as an independent, I walk through the university doors silently with my invisible no agenda hat on and I observe. By the way, it's a great promotion. For $33.33, we'll give you an invisible no-agenda hat. (laughs) This is is a great great idea, Christine. I like it. I like it. Um, I walk through the university door silently with my invisible no-agenda hat on and observe. I feel as if I have to bite my tongue, sit in silence, and avoid heavy sighs and eye-rolling when it comes to inconsistent Trump bashing. Class started three weeks ago. This particular class is Psychology for Personality taught by a 58-year-old South Korean native man. Um, First class, he was dropping F-bombs left and right. And with my No Agenda hat on, I pinpointed him as a liberal professor based on the constant F-bomb analysis. It wasn't before long he was going off on Trump in a temper tantrum, and I recorded it. (laughs) Uh, Shall we listen? Uh, It was done on her iPhone and so i cranked it up and i think we got some uh the audio is pretty decent and this is uh what is he he talking about here he's uh, talking about the wall about trump and just listen to the sanity or the perceived sanity of this uh professor who is teaching a class in psychology for personality
4: we actually not we
9: not you and me i'm not involved and i don't think you are either but but Trump's administration has separated so many immigrant children from their parents, and you want my words? In a couple of years, this is going to become, you know, one of those things that's like, like, like a you know crime against humanity. They've lost track of the kids and who their parents are. I want you to just think about that. You know who else did that? The fucking Nazis did that. Every dictatorship. That didn't give a shit about it. What do you think's going on in Venezuela? right like? Aren't you lucky? The biggest shit that you got to worry about is getting a fucking ticket, right? That's me. My, that's my. You okay? Yeah. It's pretty intense though,
1: right? There you go. There's your professor yeah, of psychology.
0: That sounds like a psychology course to me.
1: Yeah, exactly. A psychology course in brainwashing. This guy should be kicked out of that university. Oh, I bet you! I, I bet you that he's going to get promoted.
0: the professors that yeah. he or she is a shit, I think.
1: And Christine follows up. Hey, Christine, what about yeah. the children? I'm turning 27 this year, and this kind of shit that is brainwashing the youth of America—not just the media, but the liberal colleges that feel the need to state their political opinion and embed it into young developmental minds. Yeah, it's too late, because that's exactly the kind of education AOC got. Yeah. She went to Boston. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. You heard about that. <laughs> she, she went to Boston university. Yes. Well, let's, I'm going to stick with uh, for just a second Then I will stick with uh, disappointing professors in, uh, this is a professor of neuroscience uh, who I was very excited about. And uh, this is actually a good, a good moment in the show to play this clip. This is Sam Harris uh he's uh, do you ever listen to say the sam harris that's his podcast have you ever listened uh, to i don't it? think
0: i've ever listened to it
1: yeah well it's okay i mean a lot of people like it he has uh he's pretty level-headed in general um uh, but he's a neuroscientist and he kind of talks a bit like a scientist and he's done something different he is uh changing the model that he makes money with his podcast it's a very very popular podcast and he comes so close so close to explaining and seeing our very own value for value model. In fact, a lot of people uh, tweeted me a link and said, "Look at this! It's it's him, he, uh, Sam Harris. He's talking about the value for value model." The thing is, he not only does he miss it, he he acts like I would say your typical scientific professor, and and forgets to ask questions, which is the basis of science. And he and he just takes. Old science for granted, his own observations for granted, and is therefore in my mind, a very disappointing neuroscientist, even though he comes pretty close, but maybe we can set him straight. This is uh, Sam Harris uh, on his new
9: model on the joe rogan show i mean it is it's very interesting psychologically because so I, so i have I've created this network of support for my podcast, but I see people do calculations that they would never do in a more transactional space if they were just, let's say, buying my next book, right? So, like, um, for me, offering a free podcast and then saying, if you find this valuable, you can support it, right? See
1: how close he's getting.
9: That, you know, from the side of being a creator of that content, it feels like the, the most transparent interaction possible because... A person can listen for free for as long as they want to just discover how valuable it is, and then they can support it to the degree that it, they find it valuable. Whereas if I'm selling you a book, you can't even read the book before you before you buy it. Right? You have to make the, the decision to buy it, and I'm trying to convince you to buy it because it took me all this time to write it. And and uh, you know you're you know it's 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 transactional.
1: He's come very close to an argument you've made, John. Hang in there. He's getting there.
9: With but with a podcast, people make calculations that they would never make when they're just figuring out whether they want to buy something. It's like, like – I'll and it's really along the lines of what you just described. People say, well, how much does a podcast cost to produce, right? Like, like if I knew what you were spending the money on and what it cost you to, to do this podcast, well, then I would support you, right? But they're never saying how much does it cost to write a book. And if I knew what you were going to spend the money on once you once you were once once I bought this book, then I would know whether or not I wanted to buy it. You either want the book or you don't. Right?
1: See, he's made a classic mistake here. He is mind reading people and thinking because I I don't think he actually asked anyone. Said uh, you know he's saying that when you ask people to donate to support the work, that they calculate what does that microphone cost him. That uh, it shouldn't give him too much. This is very, very uh, short-sighted thinking, right? Right. So,
9: the problem with the support model, and this is the the problem with Patreon and everything else, is that it engages the sort of the philanthropy, charity side of the brain, Eh, right? eh. And people are worried about what you're going to do and how much it all costs. Like, how much does this might cost, right? You know, like that—that's that's that's a question that someone is asking. This is a
1: this is a brain scientist telling us exactly the opposite of how the tens of hundreds of people who listen to this podcast think because we've also uh, asked them something we say hey don't just support us out of philanthropy or you know or look at us poor saps no and he had it he had it in his grasp and he forgot to ask the question what is this worth to you what is the time you you spent on this what was the value of that can you m- put that into a number? Most people can,
9: Mister Brain Scientist. When they're donating, yeah, when they're donating, and the problem there is they're not understanding, you know, just the opportunity cost. Like I, you know, I have to decide how to spend Jeez. my time. Am I going to spend ninety percent of my time on a podcast? It, well, see,
1: that- huh?
0: Yeah, the opportunity costs. Nobody even considers that term. That's a venture capital Silicon <laughs> yes. Valley bullcrap term. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You just used to buffalo somebody. Yeah,
9: well, that's what he's doing. That, if so, that closes the door to to virtually everything else I can do, right? So it's, right. You know, it's, it no, has to wrong. become a viable business. And so, I mean, I, I've recognized now that I'm – you know to some degree going against the grain of human psychology in asking for support and now i, I now i feel like i'm going to ask much less i mean I'm, I'm going to tell people what the business model is and and you know and still and remind them of it but i'm personally i'm going to go more and more the, uh, in the direction of putting stuff behind a paywall oh. and if people want it then they can oh. support and <laughs> so it's it's a it's kind of it's sort of netflix the ultimate version of it would be if it were netflix that would also let you get it for free if you really couldn't afford it.
1: Okay. We need to set Sam, Sam Harris straight on this. Oh, he's never going to listen. Oh, well, let's just make everyone else who I supports our show. i trying kind to
0: of tell who the kind of people that would listen to our approach and take it seriously and those who wouldn't. And someone who over – what I just heard – Him overthinking it and then falling back on human brain psychology, which is – I'd like to have him explain to me how a lot of these systems work, especially in the United States where there's a generous – where there's a generosity that's built into the public uh, and churches benefit from it. PBS has been on – before recently has always been just supported by the public uh at all those shows. I mean there nobody's you know they they ask you for yes specific amounts but you could make that a variable and it wouldn't make any difference. I, I think we've done a very good job making it a variable and let people pick their own damn number because they have some famous number they like or their lucky number. Who cares? But this guy's already outthought himself. So he's not he's not he's
1: not open to any help. Well Sam, should someone send this to you through noagendaplayer.com which we don't promote enough, because you can send a link to an exact spot in the show. Uh, Yeah, roll it back a little bit, Sam. Ask people, what was this worth to you? And thank them. People like that. This is where brain science and broadcasting separate. (laughs) You need to come into the fold on how this operates. People really do value what you do. And they will show you that value if you have the balls to ask for it, and that can be scary. I think that's maybe it's just fear it's probably Yeah, well, the brain fear.
0: science does come on to play come into play when it comes to being afraid to ask. This <clears throat> yeah. is like the myth that you know I've never understood this myth because it's never applied to me, which is that men never ask for directions, right. If I take a wrong turn, I'm looking for a gas station. I'm going in there and asking for directions immediately. I do not like wasting my time driving around and around and around looking for a freeway
1: entrance. Yeah, but you are a renaissance man.
0: No, I'm just, I don't (laughs) feel like I don't feel like driving around and around just because I think I know where I am when I don't. Nowadays, of course, is lessened by the navigators on the phones, but still.
1: I thought you had given that up like me. Oh, yeah. I thought you we were just looking at the map. No, and then I'm just... just saying in general, oh, it's
0: in general. lessened by the, by the phones for the men who don't like to ask for directions. But they're asking
1: for directions from their phone. Anyway, uh, I hope Sam Harris adjusts his course. Uh, I think our model is very valid for him. I think he'll find it very successful and he'll be very pleased with the outcome. Because it kind of works out to, you know, people contributing in multiple ways to your show. Or what how many how many it brings the show, show closer to the to the it, Oh, it's that really makes the community. Ah, Alright, I've given away too much. They should hire us for this stuff. With that Yeah they should. There you go. I'd there's like our to money. thank you for there's our advice there's, for there's, there's our exit, everybody. You want to make money with your podcast, hire us. <laughs> <laughs> with that, I'd like to thank you for your courage to say in the morning to you, to the man who put the C in the curry and Dvorak consulting group, John C <laughs> Dvorak.
0: In the morning to you Mr. Adam Curry in the morning all the ships at sea and the boots on the ground and the feet in the air and the subs in the water and the dames in the day the day the day and the nights out there.
1: And in the morning to um the troll room noagenda.stream.com where you can listen along with the show, chat with the trolls and the just you know throw out one liners, be sarcastic, sometimes help us. It's always appreciated. noagenda.stream.com. And in the morning to Tice Browers, who has a name we haven't heard in a while as our and credits for the album art, Tice, who had a string of, of picks several years ago, I think.
0: Oh, yeah. He was on a roll,
1: and then he just bailed. He it happens. Yeah, it happens. He maybe Man got busy. overboard! And he made a, a, a great piece of art for us. For That was for our big 11-11 show, and it was Hillary, Donald, and Alexandria all holding up big foam fingers with number one, four of them in total, made 11-11. And it was just a great piece. And we really appreciate it. And welcome back, Tyce. Good to know that you're still on board. Uh, that's noagendaartgenerator.com, where you can uh, always find all of the art that our producers, as their part of the Value for Value Network and System, contribute to the show. Thanks again, everybody.
0: All right. We have a few people to thank, starting with Rogue. Sir Rogue, I found his email. Uh, Black Knight and Baron of the Palouse.
1: Oh, this is not on my
0: list. It's right at the top. No, I it have says Spokane, Washington, one 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 dot one, one.
1: Oh, it has a different name. Okay.
0: Sir, uh, and Then there's some information in here that you're going to need to write down. I'm sorry to say, mm-hmm. um, and she starts off. I blame Adam. Of course. <laughs> about three years ago, he made an offhand comment about always noticing the one, one, dot one, one time on the clock. My entire life. I thought I was the only one. I decided right then and there to save up my pennies and donate that amount once the show rolled around. With this donation, I attained the illustrious rank of
1: Viscount. You have to put him on the list for title change. Okay. So it's Sir – what is his full it's, –
0: It's Rogue Black Knight and Baron of the Palouse and Silver Mountain. Hold on, I'm to rogue,
1: oh, oh, hold the, on, hold on, I'm still getting everything. I'm not this yeah, takes yeah, yeah, a yeah. second yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. repeat myself okay again, this is Sir Rogue, Black Knight of the and Baron of the Palouse and Silver Mountain
1: of the Palouse and Silver Mountain. Yes, I know it well, yep, what do you mean, you know it
0: well. Just keep going, Rogue, Viscount of the Palouse and Silver Mountain. Okay. Got it. Okay. For my title change, I like be a titles are a change. He likes the titles are a changing jingle if you can do that. Got it. And in honor of International Scotch Day, I request a one-time addition to the round table of the Isle of Jura single malt whiskey and French onion soup.
1: Now, here's here's the problem. He's not being knighted. He gets a title change and we have no other knights today. So I, can't, I can put yeah, it in. Yeah, so that's out. Well, I can keep it on the table for the, for the next show, if we're lucky.
0: Please, maybe there's a, I don't know. please give a douchebag call out to Tall Paul.
1: Okay. Hello, Tall Paul. Bend over. It's coming your way. Douchebag.
0: I'm a Viscount. He's not even a knight. Uh-huh. Oh, the horror. Uh, NJ, no jingles, but please give me a special SUV Retto Goat Karma. Uh, SUV redo goat karma. S- as I have recently embarked on a diesel engine swap in a 30 year old Isuzu. <laughs> okay. I'm sure that I will need all the positive thoughts I can muster. Okay. <laughs> Why is
1: anyone doing this? Uh, I don't know. Is, anything else? Hours? Anything right. else? Or we give them this s- special redo karma? Nice. With a goat.
15: You've got
1: <laughs> good
15: karma. Goat power, baby.
0: He drops the engine on his foot. That's Ouch. Ouch. All right. Uh, Whitey the Coder, $500, comes in uh, number two, man. I've been a listener since day one. It's a long overdue first-time donation. Thank you, Adam, for the Amsterdam no agenda tip. John, I'm a big fan. No jingle. Sincerely, Whitey the Coder, formerly a <laughs> dude named Ben living in Southern California. All right. Yes, it's Whitey, not Whitney, like Whitey from Leave it to Beaver. Kill Whitey. <laughs> Just, you get
1: the point yeah we got you all right and whitey the, the point coder point. Hey, i learned the code very nice thank you very much whitey the coder you know rarely do we see a 500 hundred dollar amount it's not it's just not an amount that we see that's like yeah, a, that's like that
0: weirdest, a weird it's one of those numbers you're right it's like I a pbs that's, for that's, a that's
1: like a real non-profit amount <laughs> you know we have you know like 333 all kinds of weird numbers no, that's cool. Thank you very much. Whitey the coder.: Whitey, thank you for your service.
0: Thanks, Whitey for <laughs> deducing. He needs a deduceer.: Absolutely <laughs>
14: You've been deduced.
0: Gregory Pierce in uh, Cockiesville, Maryland for 2042. For my 42nd birthday, I decided to stop being a douchebag, so I, can I have a de
1: You bet.
14: <laughs> You've been de
0: It appears you're on the birthday list for Saturday, 216. Can I get a Don't Eat Me AOC, Whoop in the Constitution, and J.C.D.'s Mac and
1: Cheese? Uh, the mac and cheese. Got that.
5: Ew. Mm. Evie Alexandria Ocasio Cortez. Get out there!
0: Whooping, 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 the Constitution! You slaves can get used to mac and cheese, mac and cheese, mac and cheese. Mac and cheese. Macaroni and cheese cheddar melted
1: together. Mac and cheese, mac and cheese, mac and cheese.
15: <laughs> You've got karma.
0: Uh. I just skipped over. Mr. E, Mr. E, E. sixty three. Please refer to me as Mr. E. A long overdue donation. Deduce me, please. Mm-hmm.
14: <laughs> You've been deduced. Number
0: 363 uh, is 11 times, is 11 squared times three. Pledging my allegiance to my. What does this say? Liege Ray, the gray haired geek of si- Silicon Valley? I, I Respect don't know, huh? and karma, please.
15: R E S P I C T. You've got karma.
1: Nailed it.
0: Yeah, you did. Anonymous. By the way, people should, every once in a while, just send Adam kudos for the fact that he can do half of this. <laughs>
1: Especially now that we know where my developmental problems came from.
0: Yeah. He's just stoned. Hey, man. <laughs> yeah, oh,
1: man. Yeah,
0: if I push this button, this will do it.
1: That's right, man. If I Anonymous, push this three, wow! three... Oh, I push the button,
0: man. 33353. Three, three, three. Anonymous. Aussie donation. First time donor for the entertainment value of the No Agenda show. I would say deducing is a good idea.
2: Mm hmm.
14: <laughs> You've been A de-douched. lot of first
0: timers today, people. Yes. Take note. House selling karma and a douching. We just gave you that. Looking for an easy house sale, hence the ease donation from the anonymous Aussie. <laughs> there you go, man. Looking for it to be easy. You've got karma. Sir Joe, Delaware in Wilmington, 333.34.
1: Hmm. Trying to get ahead of the pack. Yeah, well,
0: he's at the end of the pack in, this, in the uh, executive producer arena. Mm-hmm. ITM, here's your cut of the job refer bonus i'm getting for helping a friend get into my company oh. i have to think the jobs karma was a factor and i didn't even ask for it just in case i use some karma not intended for me please say play some makeup karma for anyone looking love and light sir joe of delaware okay and then there's something i don't oh, know what he's talking something about something in the, the
1: oh by the way i also got a, a box remember uh, was it was sir milkman Sent you all yeah. that cool stuff. I got. I got the same thing. Oh,
0: you did. Yeah, did dupl- you get the, duplicate the box thing.
1: The what? The bomb making. Book. Yeah, I got the bomb making book. I got the uh, the Illuminati card game. That's great to have. That that's a collectible right there. That's my I favorite. Think so. Yeah, co- I think
0: that's probably the most collectible in the bunch.
1: Yeah, and I got a you know three D modeled Cludio sign. Some other cool oh, stuff. I didn't get one of those. Yeah, well, you don't have a Cludio, man. You got to name no. your studio. Yeah, I guess you're right. <laughs> you can have a sign. Bless this mess.
15: <laughs> You've got karma.
0: We have an anonymous uh, email. Two, three, four, five, six. I may have that. Do not read my name. Do not read my name. It says accompanying an email, email two, to follow. I got it right here. Okay. With this donation of two, three, four, five, six, I'm crossing the threshold into the knighting territory. Accounting. Ah you oh. have a night
1: so it is a night all right all right night
0: in celebration of her birthday tomorrow i would like to bequeath this honor and he does have a uh, an accounting so it counts smoking hot wife and best friend who listens regularly at home she started listening when i told her about a segment john did several months back about the philosophical shifts in the modern education system his report affirmed our beliefs in the importance of homeschooling.
8: Mm-hmm. And
0: the show has become an incidental part of the kids' career. <laughs> really? We are now
1: curriculum? <laughs> 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 Which part?
0: The rap it's, lyrics? It's, it's, the show has become an, incide- an incidental. Well, incidental means just only partially oh, okay. part all of right, this kid's right. curriculum all ever right. since. Cool. Okay, kids. Uh you got three hours to yourself. I want you to listen to the show, <laughs> and, and then,
1: then there will report. be a test.
0: <laughs> uh, she would like to be known as Dame Drea, Dame Drea, Mad Dame of the Mid
1: Valley. So, and, it, does she? Does it? Does she? It, does she have a, a real name, or just anonymous as hot girlfriend becomes Dame Drea, Mad Dame of the Mid Valley, wife? Oh, his wife, smoking hot wife. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. No, no names.
0: Because heaven forbid. And can you add paprikas? Oh God, paprikash. Okay, paprikash, paprikas, and hot and hot toddies. At the round
1: table. Now, could you do me a favor? Since I didn't expect us to have any nights, what was the other thing you wanted on the? Our first guy wanted on the Sir Rogue. What did he want? I'm sorry to do this to you.
0: No, I thought you were going to put it
1: on. Well, I lied. (laughs)
0: Oh, you lied. I did. Oh, my
1: God. I I did a a a heels high, Harris. Ready? Yeah.
0: Isle of Jura, single malt whiskey. Yeah. And French onion soup.
1: A beautiful combo. Which actually probably would taste pretty good together. Oh, oh, gratin. So Isle of Jura, single malt whiskey, and French onion soup, and paprikas and hot toddies. Man, I can't wait for this table. Paprikash, P- paprikash, Uh-oh. yeah, paprikash, paprikash, and hot toddies. All right, that's good.
0: Lastly, can we get an Obama? You might die. Followed by I could have given you this earlier. It's mm-hmm, my fault. Mm-hmm. Followed by a little girl, yay, and a jobs karma. Luckily, it's not too complicated. I'll be heading home from the Afg, the Afg. Af- this Afg- Afghanistan. Afghanistan. Afg is military speak oh, for that's Afghanistan. That's why he wants to be all anonymous. And we'll be starting an exciting new phase in our lives. Thanks for all you do. All right. And
1: was Obama yay and jobs karma?
0: No, no. Obama, you might die. Yeah. Followed by little girl yay and jobs karma. That's exactly what I said. You you, you might die.
11: Yay! Jobs, 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 and jobs. Let's vote for jobs. You thought
15: karma. There we go.
0: Mark Lynn L, uh, I think it's Kosher or Kosher, Kucker, something. I can't tell it. in Houston, Texas.
1: Al Kucker. Maybe. Mark Lynn?
0: Houston, Texas, 22719. Uh, and I looked and looked and looked. It came in as a, a check mm-hmm. from one of the banks. And then I looked for some email. I couldn't find anything.
1: Oh, that's too bad.
0: Well, he can always send us a note yeah. if he's Yeah, we're here. To say we're here. Uh, Sir Tim of the Tunnels in Waipahu, Hawaii, 222.22. 22. Uh, it would seem I have missed the boat Uh-oh. on the festivities of show 1111. But please accept these bags of 11s as pendants. <laughs> He's got
1: a bag of 11s. Nice.
0: The shows have been spectacular of late, and I just want to make a, take a moment and comment about the audio quality, if I may. Adam? The No Agenda Show's audio is the standard by which I measure the other podcasts I listen to. And I often find myself muttering, Adam needs to put on a podcasting clinic as I cringe, cringe when I hear some of the other programs and what they sound like. They're recording from the bottom of the sea. <laughs> Also, John, I think your squeaking chair is hilarious. Oh. Never change. Never change. Can Just, I get some vintage seat, man, and a shot of goat karma? Keep up the goat's work.
1: He lost all credibility. I'm like, oh, he likes what I'm doing, and then he likes your squeaky chair. Squeaky mm. Squeaky. Mm. <laughs> Thank you very much, Sir Tim of the Tunnels. I love your sack of 11s.
2: I don't like him putting chemicals in the water that turn the frigging frogs gay.
15: You've got karma.
1: <laughs> yeah, we're a nutty bunch over here at the No Agenda Show. A nutty bunch day.
0: It's actually Valentine's Day. Hello.
1: Hello, Valentine's.
0: Kate Nayert. I'm not sure how to pronounce it, but she's in the in the Michigan area. In Ferndale, as a matter of fact, Two I'm making this donation in honor of my wonderful husband, Christopher. To go toward his knighthood, we have been together for almost a decade. Uh, married for six years, I couldn't imagine my life without him. He's been a long time avid listener and loves the show. Thank you for keeping he- our eyes open to the nonsense being fed to us on a daily basis. It's gotten to the point where we don't even watch any kind of news coverage at all, because it's pretty much all garbage. <laughs> Keep up the... <laughs> yes, indeed. Uh, Keep up the good work. Happy Valentine's Day to you both and happy 38th wedding anniversary to my parents. Oh, yeah. And
1: they never had a fight.
0: I'd like to request I'd like to request travel karma for Chris as he prepares to go to Germany on business. Please play the following jingles. (laughs) Would you look at that juice? Get out of my vagina and Obama. No, no, no. From the hipsterest town in Michigan, Katie.
1: <sighs> Thank you, Katie. Happy so to oblige, her. and congratulations to uh, your parents. That's great.
15: Oh my gosh! Can you see that
16: juice? Get out of! Get out of! Get out of! My vagina! Get out of! Get out
14: of! Get out of My <laughs> No! 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 No!
15: No! 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 no. You've hey. got karma.
1: We got jingles, man. We
0: got jingles. We, like no others, I would uh, suggest that we play the intro song to this next donor.
8: Nussbaum!
0: Like that? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Nussbaum is here, ladies and gentlemen.
1: Thomas Nussbaum.
0: Uh, he could, comes in with, uh, I, I just did go to his email. Uh he comes in with two fourteen nineteen, 19 which is the the fabulous. <laughs> but I'm gonna stop now. Okay. So every this happens every Valentine's Day. We put up this 214 date of just <laughs> and, February 14th and the year. And everyone 20... ignores it. <laughs> We've done it on 2015, 2016, 2017, 2018. So this year is two fourteen-19, and we ask people to call out their Love or whatever for the Valentine's Day. The Valentine's Day call it we do it every year. And every year we get two people <laughs> who feel obliged to call one of their partners a happy Valentine's Day. It's the biggest flop on a year-to-year basis ever. It's because we don't
1: have no chocolate.
0: I guess so. Or we don't have the strawberries. Oh my God! <laughs> <laughs> uh thank so, you um yep. thomas nussbaum in uh virginia beach he says uh, says uh to my no agenda friends of him that's who he's donating he's giving the valentines to everybody so that's that's good but in his note he says thanks to you and jcd much love planning to see you on march 2nd in austin beer works yes so nussbaum's gonna be there yes he is the only jingle i can think of is jcd doing the numbers yes uh She will know who it's for. It's
1: code, man. It's it's code. It's code. It's code. It's code.
0: And by night when somebody's supposed to yell bingo at the end. That's the only with you already. 162 259 276 829 213 363 391
1: 578
15: 010 288 127. Bingo. You've got karma.
1: Hey man. Whatever whatever he needs. He's royalty.
0: Eric Byrd in Baltimore, Maryland, one ten nineteen, Uh Jingle request. He starts at the beginning. This is actually not a bad idea to start the jingle request at the beginning of the note. Yes. Even though with these, Adam reads the notes. You can look at the end. But yeah, it's he wants Little Girl, Build a Wall. Yeah. Build a Wall. <laughs> no, no, no. The chicken dance version and JCD's Yeah, 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 Little Girl, Yay. I don't know what my Yeah, Yeah, Yeah is. But I will play it anyway. And in order to properly celebrate the birth of our new human resource on two ten nineteen, I thought my first AEP level donation was in order. I had signed up for an eleven eleven subscription on Saturday, just hours before driving my wife to the hospital where she gave birth to a healthy and happy baby boy. Car- However, <laughs> when we arrived home from the hospital Tuesday, I was greeted with water damage caused by uh, ongoing home re- re- renovations. Oh no! A word to the wise: when it comes to your plumbing, don't get it don't get to it tomorrow <laughs> i would like to wa- wish my wife a happy valentine's day a family that listens to no agenda s- together stays together agreed i believe that to be true i agree please send us uh, some new human resource karma with a dash of home renovation karma for good measure right. thanks for everything y'all do sanity is truly priceless in a world ruled by outrage
2: culture fill the wall this is a rowdy crowd come on guys you're my house. Hold on, say Hey,
15: hey, hey, hey. Okay. You know what? Shame on you. You shouldn't be doing this. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah,
4: yeah, yeah, yeah,
15: yeah, yeah.
4: No,
11: Yay!
15: You've got. Karma. We got jingles.
1: We got jingles. Sir Tony of the
0: South Jersey in Sicklerville, New Jersey, two hundred dollars. Uh, we get into the end here. John and Adam, Sir Tony of South Jersey. I'm a dude named Ben, just accepting a new position in a consulting gig, looking for job karma on this new venture. Can you play? John Huts, Huntsman speaking Chinese and In the Morning Jingle in Chinese. Thanks for keeping me sane.
1: And any karma or just... Uh... Yeah, he wants
0: some job Oh, karma, karma in this new venture. Gotcha.
11: Jobs, 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 and jobs. Let's vote for jobs. Yeah. You got karma.
0: Squall just hit. Sir Steve in Ewing, New Jersey... Two hundred dollars, John and Adam. Um, it's been a rough. Another guy that puts in the yes, clips I saw it. I saw maybe it. I saw Eric's saw it. doing that. It's possible.
1: Oh, that's possible.
0: Uh, it's been a rough few years. Three years ago, I lost my mom to liver cancer. Six months after that, my dog died from stomach cancer. Two months ago, <laughs> I lost my job as a programmer. Ye, no agenda in your analysis has been one constant. Uh, one constant over these trying years. I'm sorry, that has kept me sane and helped me to retain a piece of my humanity. I can not thank you two enough. Suffice it to say, over the past few years, I withdrew a bit socially, but now I'm back and ready to love and be loved again. This is Jobs Karma I asked for two months ago, worked like a champ. Oh, thanks. Can I please have some following clips in the relationship karma? And then he's got him. Charlie Rose, tell me about the sexuality. It's in your (laughs) DNA. Can you see the juice? That's an interesting. We we have not heard see the juice
1: Two years. No, we just played it, like, three minutes ago.
0: Yeah, and now it's being... now. Yeah, it's twice of random number theory.
1: Random number theory.
0: Please tell the sexuality... Shout-outs to DJ Fuji, and thank you both for your courage. Sir Steve from, uh, formerly of West Orange.
1: Yeah, Sir Steve from Ewing. All right, Sir Steve, of course we can do that for you. Tell me about the sexuality. It's in your DNA.
15: Oh! Can you see that juice? You've got <laughs> karma.
1: little oh, childish! I love That's it. A good combo. That's a great combo. <laughs>
0: I, I do have a letter to read from one of our knights, uh, uh, Sir. Uh,
1: yes, I saw this. Good,
0: Sir Alexander of the Northern Territories, are uh, one of our two Russian knights. Oh yes, he says, "Gents, I beg your pardon. Almost two years at tug of war. With my shareholders concluded not in my favor, and I've received notice of dismissal today." I will try to maintain my subscription, which brought me to knighthood over the span of 10 years as long as I can. I must say that current job market in Russia, yes, I am one of the two infamous Russian knights, is horrible, to say the least. Uh, I hereby request jobs karma to ease my suffering.
1: Yeah, you bet. We all – actually, the title of his email is like – wasn't it like Night in Peril or something?
0: Night in Distress.
1: Night in Distress. Yes, we hear your distress. All, so Of course we will give that to you. And – uh Oh, here we go said jobs Boom.
11: jobs 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 and jobs let's vote for jobs yeah! you thought
1: karma we do like to break for our nights
0: and so that's uh, our executive associate executive producer for show Eleven, twelve. We want to thank each and every one of them for supporting the show uh, even though we didn't get any valentine's day donations except for two of you yeah. uh, but we uh, thank everyone for helping us uh, get this show going and i i don't know what to do about our uh, sir rogue in terms of he should be in the one 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 club
1: yeah yeah well uh We'll give him that uh also with a one of our new hats. Oh, the new invisible hat. <laughs> he gets a new invisible hat. Hold on, let me get the, where's the hat? We need a, a sound for the hat. We <laughs> give someone a hat. Mm, I'll have to work All on right, it. Alright,
0: so we'll just put him on the club. We'll put him on show. Yeah, of course. But we
1: won't put him on the 1112 show. we we'll put him we'll just put it on there. It's yeah, we'll put to- it on there as an eleven eleven club member, of course. Thank you to our executive producers and associate executive producers. Thank you for Believing in the value-for-value value concept, it makes it all work. We're very proud of it. We're, we're actually smarter than real brain scientists with this, it turns out. And you are part of that as well. It's your show, after all. You're pro- all producers, and these are just the execs and uh, associate execs. We'll be thanking more in our second donation segment and another show for you on Sunday. Remember us at na. Now you really have some stuff to go out there and
2: tell everybody about. I mean, propagate. Our formula is this. We go out, we hit people in the mouth.
1: Order. Order. Shut,
8: up, slave.
1: Shut up. Hey, I was a little uh, I was a little Bitcoin celebrity yesterday. If you Who? caught that, me, I was a Bitcoin celeb. How? Well. I'm. Uh, I got up in the morning. I'm reading as I do through the emails and everything. And uh, this guy Dennis. Um, what's Dennis's last name? Dennis is kind of my my Bitcoin guru. He's a Dutch guy. Dennis. In the, in Dennis the, yeah. Dennis. Uh, well, I forgot his last name. Um. And so Dennis is always DMing me stuff. And you know he's been saying, hey, you know some guys are doing some stuff with Bitcoin and ham radio and. So then he tagged me in something. I see this going back and forth and this one guy in Michigan who is an actual Bitcoin guru who was like, "Oh, I got this FS8 call, which is the new protocol for digital that uh, all the all the kids are doing it on the digital ham radios. And I want to send someone some Bitcoin and so I'm like, "Oh, give me give me 30 minutes. Let me uh, so I throw the wire over the balcony, <laughs> bring out the trusty KX2." I fire up JSA call, and lo and behold, I get it was like seventy cents in Bitcoin transferred through ham radio, and uh, th- that was seen as something pretty cool.
0: Huh? Yeah, you're like a, you're a pioneer once again.
1: Once again, that's right.
0: You get a second Marconi award.
1: There's uh, this, and I was thinking, I was talking with Tina about this morning. I said. How few people in the world? What is the number of people who know, who understand, and know about Bitcoin and are licensed to do ham radio? This is not going to be a big payment channel, I'm afraid. (laughs) But it was cool. Seventy
0: cents could be worth a quarter of a million dollars if you keep it. I'm I'm
1: well. Now I have to pass the torch, so now I got to find some other uh, professional ham radio amateur. So I can send this uh, 70 uh, uh, cents in Bitcoin onto the next person. This is kind of, it's, it's very it's interesting. Pass along. It's past the torch. P- it, this is, this is new with, with money. People are, um, PTT. If viral is money, money is going viral. People are passing. Yeah. PTT passing the torch. And it's, not, it's little amounts, but you know, it's, you know I'll, I'll add something to it. I'll make it a buck. Which of course will be ten million in a couple of years. Well I'm I'll make it a buck and then I'll pass it on to someone else. And so that's how the these, these bitcoins will go around the globe on ham radio. Anyway. Huh. It was fun to what be if that's uh, even legal. I love people like, What? What's this MTV guy doing, What? Yeah, people have no idea <laughs> what I do. Guy. No I no idea. What <laughs> <laughs> I thought that guy was a fucking idiot. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Woo-hoo. that's me, brothers and sisters. Okay. And, well, hilarious up in your neck of the woods. And we were on this uh, train, so to speak, yeah. in 2011. In fact, we were talking about this one thing so much that we even got a jingle of it. All aboard, trains good, planes
5: bad. Woo-hoo.
1: Before I uh, hand over the mic to to my man, JCD, to tell us the latest on it, uh, I do want to go back in time to 2011. Uh, this is the train that would go from uh, uh, San Francisco to Los Angeles. I was actually evicted from my apartment at the time under eminent domain. It didn't hurt. Don't worry. Uh, because this is where the the train ultimately would terminate, and they were getting yeah, ahead of the game. There was a nice
0: bar across the street from you, very famous old place,
1: brick. Took, yeah, took it down right on the corner, actually, right on the corner. Yeah, and they just they leveled it, took it down, and uh, and this was supposed to be. This was really, in a way, Obama's Green New Deal. And it was all about high speed rail, high speed rail. And I
0: and and I I want to just we're going to go down memory lane about this. I should have picked up some old clips because this was during one era, like about a two year period during the Obama administration. Everybody was talking to high speed rail. and They were talking, oh, yeah, we can go from New York to Los Angeles. And then they calculated that, yeah, if you're doing 500 miles an hour, you can get there pretty quickly. And but, you know, assuming you never stopped. (laughs) Right. <laughs> I mean the whole thing was there were high speed rail initiatives all over the country some of them very short I mean, you it, know like the 10 it was, miles but John, they were, it
1: was and this is just 8 years ago it was like the Green New Deal here's here's just 25 seconds of the president talking about it at the time destructive emissions
2: and creates jobs what we're talking about is a vision for high speed rail in America now imagine boarding a train in the center of a city No racing to an airport and across the terminal, no delays, no sitting on the tarmac, no lost luggage, no taking off your shoes. Oh, there it is.
1: No taking off your shoes. Right away, TSA got in any the action, started like, you know, assaulting people on train platforms, if you remember.
0: Yeah, they had the Zephyr, what are they called? Not the Zephyr, but the
1: (laughs) Viper teams. Viper teams. Oh, very good. Yeah, the Viper teams. Yeah, this whole thing, and we, we were just laughing about it, and- I think what we surmised at the time was, or what I remember you saying, paraphrase: "This is a scam because what happens is people already in the loop have purchased all the land that'll or own all the land that'll be necessary on this where the tracks will be. That'll get bought up by the government at very favorable prices and won't be under eminent domain. It's like oh, it's all buddies, and it's going to be a boondoggle. And it was supposed to cost what like." Seven or eight billion, I think, at the time?
0: Well, the one from San Francisco to LA was supposed to be something like that. So then they ballooned to thirty and then forty billion or so. <laughs> and
1: now it's at a hundred.
0: <laughs> it's just ridiculous. It wasn't gonna work. And the and the, the scam was pretty much identified early on, and then it mm-hmm. got stalled by one thing or another. And so the whole thing in California in particular was just a joke, even though I was arguing with people uh I remember I was at Mevio at the time in yeah. the little creatives area, and uh, we had all these you know these kids. They're all millennials, and I, I brought it up. I said, "Hey, this bull crap." Oh no, man, it's going to be great. <laughs> and I said, "This bull crap. Who who amongst you is going to take a high speed train?" to Los Angeles that you wouldn't take an airplane. You, you, we wouldn't go down, gr- jump on the Southwest and just fly there in less than an hour or about an hour. Right. Oh, no, I would. I would. They all, Every one of them. I would. I would. I would. They wouldn't. That's the joke of it. None of nobody wants this. Nobody's taking the train anywhere. I mean, I I've been on the Zephyr up to Sacramento, which is a nice ride. And it's about, you know, it's kind of break even with driving up there, but it's more relaxing. The, the trains half
1: empty, and everyone yeah, had and you, these dreams of some combination of the great trains in Europe and the yeah,
0: it's all that Europe thing, and and the bullet we train be speed, like Europe, yeah, we
1: should be like, it. and the bullet speed train, or the bullet train speed of uh, of Japan, and yeah. this was the dream, and it was a big deal, and this was one of the president's signature doohickeys, and we, doohickeys. we laughed, and we laughed, and we laughed, we
0: laughed, and we got condemned for it, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Here but we left anyway because we don't care, and there's nobody that's going to take us off the air because we thought high speed rail was a huge scam. And the the other element of it was laying down these tracks is just going to benefit Burlington Northern, Warren Buffett, and all these other guys who already own train systems,
1: and they get to use those tracks. The tracks aren't just for high speed rail. Oh yeah, we I f- totally forgot that angle of it. We were looking at who was going to benefit, and it was clearly Burlington Northern. Yeah. Who use – and there were barely no – any passenger trains are running from time to time just because it's all filled up with freight. Anyway, scam. And freight apparently has a priority over passengers.
10: Well, yeah. yeah. Passengers. Right. So
1: here's the lay –
0: here's the announcement. They finally uh, – Governor Gavin Newsom did this early in his, in his uh, administration rather than late because he doesn't want it to be controversial because people forget about this in six months. But here's his, his uh, HS Rail report. California won.
3: But let's be real. The current project, as planned, would cost too much and respectfully take too long. There's been too little oversight and not enough transparency. Right now there simply isn't a path to get from Sacramento to San Diego, let alone from you know, San Francisco to LA. I wish there were. However, we do have the capacity to to complete a high-speed rail link between Merced and Bakersfield. Now, I know I know some critics are going to say, well, that's a train to nowhere. But I think that's wrong, and
1: I think that's offensive. Wait a minute. There is something in Bakersfield, and a lot of people need to go there. There's a jail. What? There's a jail. Oh, jail. A huge penitentiary. Uh. And a lot of people need to go to that jail. And it's it's in between L.A. and San Francisco. It's horrible to have to drive there.
0: Well, he thinks it's offensive if you criticize the...
1: Uh, yeah, because it's mainly black people who are using the train to go to jail. That's why you know, That's why he's saying is it. Yeah, it is. Put on
0: the high-speed rail. So, <laughs> they, so, so he's pulled the plug on the whole thing. Now, the, the irony to this is, if I'm not mistaken, I could be wrong. But if I'm not mistaken, he's the one when he was mayor of San Francisco and he was also in the Brown administration and Brown was pushing high speed rail a lot. He was in there not saying anything. But the building of the thing that got you kicked out, the transportation center in San Francisco, this little background, there used to be a bus terminal in San Francisco, and it was a bus terminal. Right. All the buses from the East Bay and from Marin, all these buses would come into this terminal, drop people off. This thing was, it was, you, I mean, it wasn't like, you know, the 40s when it probably was a lot of people taking buses. It was, it's just kind of like commuters, and it's only busy really in the morning and in the afternoon when people go home. And its it was dingy, and it was kind of actually picturesque as kind of a crap hole. And it uh, had old benches, and they had these seats that were obviously built for the days when the Greyhound bus was a big deal. And uh, so they decided that no, we're going to tear down this bus terminal that's hardly used.
1: Well, gonna, it was used you know, by a lot of homeless people.
0: Yeah, a lot, well, not as yeah, there'd be more there now than there were then. Yeah, yeah. but so they tear down this functional bus terminal. That had the right ins and outs of the freeway and everything else. They tear down the functional bus terminal and put up a multi-billion dollar bus terminal. But it's not going to be a bus terminal. No, no, no. We're not rebuilding a bus terminal that hardly anyone uses. <laughs> We're going to make it the centerpiece for the high-speed rail. Woo-hoo! The third deck down below, you go down there and you get on the high-speed rail. And, well, now there's no high-speed rail. So what is this boondoggle of a bus terminal doing in San Francisco, Uh, which is already falling apart?
1: Yeah. Well, it's obvious. Homeless shelter.
0: Well. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. Well, the whole thing's a fiasco, but let's play part two.
3: And I think that's offensive.
11: Wow. Uh, This is, of course, going to be highly, highly controversial. This began decades ago. Governor Brown had really championed this high-speed rail, but it's taken so long, so many political battles, and now it's come down to this. I mean,
7: let's not forget that Governor Newsom was lieutenant governor when these plans were being executed. And at the time, it was supposed to be $77 billion. More recently, there have been some estimates it could be $100 billion. There's a question about whether there's going to have to be money paid back to the federal government that's already been spent on this. Right. We'll see about that.
1: Whoa, something happened, man. Somewhere someone went, we got to pull the plug on this, this bad mojo.
0: Well, according to one of our uh, listeners or producers that I met in Sacramento, who is a train consultant, mm-hmm. who was supposed to get us both on some train to for some cool ride, and I never heard from him again. But he said that there's, he says the whole thing. They wouldn't take any of the normal routes. All the you know the route through the uh, Altamont Pass would be the fastest way to get to the, to the Five Corridor. And no, they had to go through
1: five. someone's land that they would buy for a yeah, couple they had billion. To
0: take, they had to go this way and that way, yeah. so they could go into all the different se- state assemblymen, all Democrats, yeah. Yeah. and state senators. They all had plots of land that they were going to have to set. They were going to set up to sell to the high speed rail authority. And I think something was coming down where they were going to get busted. Uh, for corruption. And well, I think yes. Newsom yeah. just pulled the plug, saving these save guys. Save everybody's making, ass even they're gonna lose a little on the land purchases. Right.
1: right, save their ass, basically. Yeah. Yeah. You're probably right. So
0: anyway, so that's the end of that. So there you go. This how it ends up. Just a scam to the highest degree. Flop.
1: Yeah. Flop. <laughs> um I would say the uh L-G-B-B-T-Q-Q-I-A-P-P-K community is my beat. It started very early on, uh, tracking what is going. It's part of social justice movements as well, and you have Black Lives Matter in there. But uh, when you really look at the acronym, which over the course of, no, how many years? When did we first start hearing the... Whenever they added the T, it was... And first it was B-L-G, or was it no, it was GBL or GLB. Yeah, no, it was G- G-L-B-L-T. now it was G. No, at first it was GLB. GLB, and then the lesbians took over, and they made it LGB. Well, still a few of the men. I was just talking. I had lunch with the. Here we go. I was having lunch with my friend, who happens to be gay, and we discussed this <laughs> very thing. And he said, "Hey, when did the when did we lose out to the lesbians?" I'm like, "Hey, hey, 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 easy does it, Tiger." So then, when they added the T. Uh, we started laughing, like, "Oh, this is great!" And then, it, you know, it essentially became lesbian, gay, bisexual, bi, curious, trans, transgendered, queer, questioning, intersex, asexual, allied, uh, pansexual, and kink. So it's LGBTQQIAAPK. Although the United Nations uh, only recognizes the K or uh, the Q and uh, not the K. Who knows? But finally. There was someone who was willing to admit and has suffered for this. This is, um, what is her name? Her name is Julia Becken, And she used to be in the Baltimore LGBT Committee, the city committee for LGBT issues. And she said, hey, you know, we have a little problem here. And we've seen this uh, previously in big marches or uh, in protest marches. Where the L in the LGBTQ, et cetera, the lesbians don't really like the the transgenders showing up in their category because, well, they have an issue with it. And she's going to explain in this clip. Uh, but for sure, I've, I've been looking for someone to just say, why do you put us all in the damn community? It's rude. It's, uh, to me personally, it's like, you know, L and the G, they don't get along very well. I don't know if either of them like the T the bees you know, god knows and i've always said this is a fallacy and it's abusive towards uh, the lgbtq etc community you shouldn't be lumped in like that well she's got kicked off this committee and she went on fox news to talk about it
16: well when we get down to it women and girls all share a biological reality we are all female but if any man if any male person can call himself a woman or legally identify as female, then predatory men will do so in order to gain access to women's single sex spaces. And this puts every woman and girl at risk. And this is already happening in many states. In many states, men can legally identify themselves as female and gain access to women's single sex spaces. And sports is just one institution where men are taking titles, scholarships. um, And this is a problem. Women have been speaking out about this for decades. Um, but we have been effectively silenced. Um, Many women like myself have been pushed out of spaces that, that we built, spaces that are intended to include us, simply because we acknowledge biological reality. I would like to make a distinction here. Um, The letters in the acronym share not much. (laughs) The LG and B are based on sexualities. They're based on sex, biological realities. Yes. But the T is based on gender identity, which is not based in biological reality. In fact, I would argue that it's opposed to biological reality. The LGB is very different from the T, and I don't think it's fair to lump us all into the same acronym. Thank
1: you finally and this is what i hadn't hadn't realized lgb is sexuality everything else after that is all you know gender identity and it's completely separate from the lgb and i and i of course not being lgb or t i i you know it's like wow okay now it makes sense finally someone who said it
0: she's toast <laughs>
1: she, <laughs> yeah she's very toast brave brave yeah
0: well you know these things come out
1: once in a while uh now make sure that gets put into the homeschooling curriculum it's the kids you know they something should be
0: so i, I got a little venezuelan report here from democracy now we're probably going to ah. get some report from uh from one of our economic hitmen i finally got a hold of him who's yes around here and there everywhere. how's he doing it uh-huh. looks like he's doing okay. Yeah. And he, uh, he says he's got to tell us something about Venezuela, which I think he'll have some insights. Because ah. right now we're seeing the two – we're starting to separate. We're starting to see evidence that there is a strong contingent that does support Maduro, mm-hmm. peasants and farmers, mm-hmm. and some middle class, but not a lot. And then the whole middle class and upper upper class – uh, does not support him, mm-hmm. and there's going. It there looks like it's b- bordering on a uh,
1: revolution, civil World war? war, civil war, civil war. Wow, Which this is not really like good. It,
0: but but we don't know, and uh, but we do know that democracy now takes a different. Uh, they take the the pro Maduro side of things because they're Castroites, and and I have this clip because I did not know that the KKK. <laughs> Please. The KKK. What? Maduro.
1: No. Oh, yeah. God. Oh, God. The KKK As a political- runs the United States. Okay, let me get this straight. Now, this is is this what Amy is going to tell me? No, no. This is uh Maduro. Oh, OK.
11: As the political crisis in Venezuela continues, tens of thousands of Venezuelans took to the streets Tuesday in dueling pro-government and pro-opposition protests. Opposition leader Juan Guaido addressed his supporters and announced a deadline for allowing aid shipments to enter the country.
9: Today, we announced
7: that February 23rd is the day for humanitarian aid to enter Venezuela. We stand by all sectors, delivery drivers, nurses, medics, to get ourselves organized.
11: Military officers, who in large part have remained loyal to President Nicolás Maduro, have been blocking access to supplies at the Venezuela-Colombia border. Critics have blasted the U.S. for using aid as a political tool to undermine Maduro's presidency while garnering support for Guaido. The Red Cross and the United Nations warned the U.S. to not send aid to Venezuela without the approval of the Sitting president, the UN said, "Quote: Humanitarian action needs to be independent of political, military, or other objectives." Sure. Unquote. On Monday, Guaido tweeted a picture of himself surrounded by pill bottles, saying some aid in the form of nutritional supplements made it into Venezuela, although it's unclear where they came from. In an interview with an Israeli newspaper on Tuesday, Guaido, who declared himself Venezuela's interim president last month, said he's in the process of restoring ties with Israel. Venezuela severed its relationship with Israel a decade ago under the leadership of Hugo Chavez, who instead developed links with Palestinians. Guaido also suggested he's considering opening the new Venezuelan embassy in Jerusalem following in the footsteps of the United States, which last year drew international condemnation after it moved its embassy from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem, a city that Palestinians want as part of a future state. Meanwhile, President Maduro continues to call out the U.S. for its role in a attempting to oust him from power. In an interview with the BBC Tuesday, Maduro said the U.S. is ruled by white supremacists.
7: It's a political war of the American empire, of the interests, the extreme right that today governs, of the Ku Klux Klan that rules over the White House to take over Venezuela. <laughs> he watches CNN.
1: Hey, I got an idea. <laughs> Let's do what those guys do. Call them uh, white supremacists. Who? Oh, it's the KKK guys. Let's do that.
0: Yeah, nah, that was a good one. Pompeo, my favorite.
1: Pompeo was actually telegraphing what's next for Venezuela. It's not good. It's not good. I'm gonna have to call Steve the Jew today. See if he knows anything about what's going on from yeah, military we intelligence.
0: On to this because this is a big deal.
1: Well, here, here's uh, here's Pompeo on Fox News. And he let something slip, which I think uh, we all will know what it means.
12: Do you have concerns that Venezuela runs the risk of turning into a no man's land uh, where you y- you have these bad actors, including um, some with links to Hezbollah? that could be more of a threat because they're in our hemisphere
1: yeah trish i'm glad you brought that up people don't recognize that hezbollah has
3: active cells the iranians are impacting the people of venezuela and throughout south america uh, we have an obligation to take down that risk for america
1: okay i'm going to play this clip again because this is a be- this is a great piece of propaganda uh brought to you by fox they're slick she leads him on with a prearranged question about Hezbollah. I had not heard anything about Hezbollah. Had you heard anything about this? It's like a meme, like Hezbollah is operating in Venezuela. I have
0: a clip with oh my
1: god! about this, and the meme is in play. Well, the meme—so oh, do you think this was before—well, let me play this first. Play it again. Listen to how she leads him on with the question— and then he says, oh, I'm so glad you asked that question, signaling good girl.
12: Do you have concerns that Venezuela runs the risk of turning into a no man's land uh, where you y- you have these bad actors, including um, some with links to Hezbollah? that could be more of a threat because they're in our hemisphere
1: yeah you know, trish i'm glad you brought that up people don't
5: recognize that hezbollah has active cells the iranians are impacting the people of venezuela and throughout south america uh, we have an obligation to take down that risk for america well
1: so what that means is we're going in yeah we got Where the we obligation and why and by the way why do we have the obligation to go in and get hezbollah in uh, in venezuela why do I have to ask Steve the Jew this question again, too? What's it's the, not wh- about Venezuela. <laughs> what's it about, then?
0: It's about Iran. Mm-hmm. And here's the clip I have, which is the something is up with Iran. This is a NBC. And read between the lines of what's going on.
12: It's Andrea Mitchell in Warsaw. As the vice president leads the first Arab-Israeli summit, largely aimed at pressuring Iran. Some of our biggest allies are not sending top
3: diplomats here. France, Germany, England. We begin to work, not just among Arab nations, but Arab nations and Israel working together with the United States and our allies to to isolate Iran economically and diplomatically.
12: But tonight, Israel's prime minister set off alarms, tweeting they were there to advance the common interest of war with Iran, then within the hour taking out the word war Mm. and writing instead to advance the common interest of combating Iran. Adding to the tension a New York Times report that the U.S. may be secretly sabotaging Iran's missiles and rockets. And an anti-Iran rally here by a group represented by the president's personal lawyer, Rudy Giuliani. You've got the prime minister of Israel using words like combat Iran or war against Iran, interchangeably almost. You've got the president's personal lawyer here. Speaking
0: uh, totally out I'm, against Iran. Uh, totally, Total I'm uh, Totally, absolutely. And, and totally uh, in, in, in line with what I've done for 11 years.
12: Iran's foreign minister has called this a desperate anti-Iran circus. Tomorrow, the vice president delivers a tough speech against Iran. Lester?
1: Wow. Wait a minute. This, to me, feels like the neocons have come up with a new strategy, new target.
0: Yeah, and this a- complete... bullcrap about Venezuela?
1: Bullshit has nothing it's to do bullshit, with
0: it. Exactly. Ah, West Clark There's Seven. A, what does Hezbollah care about Venezuela? Zero.
1: Here, yeah, hold on, hold on,
0: dupe, baby. John,
1: John, West Clark Seven, General Wesley Clark. Uh, what happened to him two weeks after nine eleven? So I came back to see
9: him a few weeks later. And by that time, we were bombing in Afghanistan. I said, are we still going to war with Iraq? And he said, oh, it's worse than that. He said, he reached over on his desk, he picked up a piece of paper, and he said, I just just got this down from upstairs, meaning the Secretary of Defense's office today. And he said, this is a memo that describes how we're going to take out seven countries in five years, starting with Iraq and then Syria, Lebanon, Libya, Somalia, Sudan, and finishing off Iran. That list is getting shorter.
0: Well, it's really this the the Iran thing that or Iran as we have learned to and, say, so, yes. which is more correct, Iran. Um, so this looks like it's all being set up. In fact, that that's when the Hezbollah. That's why I'm glad you got that Hezbollah clip because right. I didn't hear that mm-hmm. Hezbollah in Venezuela, in Venezuela baby. I mean,
1: give me a break. <laughs> and and Pompeii. And Pompeo's, Oh yes, they have cells. Oh, I think there there's cells or a- cells. Oh, wait. Like, everything has to be cells. There's a Hezbollah because- cell in Austin.
0: There's a Hezbollah cell, a cell. I think it was just like the 50s and the communist cells everywhere. What are like ISIS cells, Al-Qaeda cells. cells. Where's Al-Qaeda? Come on, bitches. What happened to you guys? So now, forget them. We got to talk about Hezbollah. So Hezbollah is directly – so I expect a false flag of some sort that is going to trigger – Trump to do something about Iran Ooh. and I think we're gonna it, it, the way it's shaping up, everyone's separating themselves from the, you know, except the EU, who's like, well, you know, we still have got this deal, and oh, I don't know, what are we gonna do? And it's but something's up and Iran is the target, and these guys had better come to the bargaining table real fast, quick. And yeah. I don't think they're gonna do it because they're stubborn
1: bunch of pricks. Cause this cause this, it is these dicks, and Pompeo is in it. Yeah, I didn't really expect that. Well, maybe well, maybe he's been hood. Uh, you know, they want war and listen to Andrew Mitchell. Oh, yes, oh yes, oh, oh yes, mm, war, mm, war, good. Took out war, said combat, but we said war. We got to say war again. War Iran. Those two words next to each other. Some, war, I saw war, some war.
0: cartoon from like the forties or something. Where some period? I got to get this cartoon and put it in the newsletter because I did save it, mm. and it's and it made it was implying that war is good for newspapers and if war is good for newspapers that's why hearst had you know was responsible for like getting the spanish-american war cranked up especially the cuban battles it's great for cnn for sure and it's got to be great for cnn it's great for all these guys that make more money so they they're all in for war as long as you know nothing really bad happens but but look at so we're gonna we're gonna rebelize iran
1: look at what happens in the same week on the same show. Don't you dare say anything bad about APAC. Don't you dare say anything about Israel. Hamas, Hezbollah cells in Iran. I mean, come on. Could it be any more clear? This yeah, Disgusting so warm, disgusting warmongering.
3: I'm going to show my support by donating to No Agenda. Imagine all the people who could do that. Oh, yeah, that'd be fab. Yeah,
8: on No Agenda.
0: Yeah, like three or four days of rain, so we're getting them, but ants everywhere.
1: <laughs> ants. Got ants. Animals. Ants.
0: Let's save let's, let's save. Let's save a few people. Let's uh thank a few people for show eleven twelve uh helping us out here and starting with John Lips, one hundred and twenty one dollars. Uh parts unknown, Sir Finch in Portland Portland, Oregon. He wants to bring back Club 33. Uh, he in $111.11. Man. 11 Manuel Obando. 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 Manuel Obando. Uh, he's also known as Sergeant Postal. Isn't uh, that your buddy?
4: Nope. Oh.
1: That's
0: uh, Armando Guerra. Ah, Guerra. $111.10. Uh, uh, Marco Schnepf in Zurich. Switzerland. Uh, Swiss. Uh, <laughs> a lot Schweiz. of people want to send blankets or water. I just send my cash. Well, Love and light Swiss to you, Swiss. Marshall. Mm-hmm. Thank you, $100. Paul Levy, $100. Says James, $100. Justin, do we, go- do we good? Do we good? What do you think? Mm, I would
1: say do we gooey. Could be. <laughs> 808,
0: boob. Viscount <laughs> of Luna, Sir Stephen McLaughlin in no- Locust, North Carolina. <coughs> Excuse me. Um see he says his his newsletter always ends up in the inbox and he's got Gmail. So this is really makes it even more difficult. Mm. Uh yeah, but you Cameron, know, there's
1: a, there's a lot of people who connected their email through Gmail, maybe with IMAP or with Pop and yeah, you know, I'm not so sure that everyone's just using the Gmail service. Oh, maybe just saying. Uh,
0: Cameron Hurd in Austin, Minnesota, six
1: seven eight nine. David Rick, uh, he, needs, he needs a douching he's been a d bag oh, yes, for way too long. And 73,
14: you've been deduced, you betcha, you
0: know. I forgot to mention this, but uh, Sir Rogue sent a card, and uh, he uh, this card is I wish he, he signed at the bottom. He says, uh, "Go see email." But this card it's really a very funny card. It it's, it looks like a card. Don't you just hate it when folks go all out and don't even say what they're thinking? Then it opens, and there's another little thing. Then it flips open again to be about the size of a newspaper. Then it flips open again. To be a giant poster. Wow. It says big thanks to you. Oh. I just thought it was a cute, one of the more cute cards that we've received recently. David Richley, meanwhile, and mentor on the Lake Ohio, uh, sent a check in. We like checks. And he uh, did say, see, send a note. We accept checks. We like checks. Um, He he wants a dedouching. (laughs) Okay.
14: <laughs> You've been deduced.
0: And he mentions that he sends me a poster apparently the Zephyr trains a lot of them were uh, were taken from Los Angeles and put on the Cuyoga Valley Railway uh in 1880 the valley and he goes on about the history of this he says it's now providing it's now it's one of these excursions, you know. You get on the train, it's like a like a joke. Mm. Uh, it's providing service has become another way to escape the pressures of urban industrial life, and it's going through the national park. But it's the Zephyr cars are now being pulled by a steam locomotive oh, through the park. Oh, bah! I think that's an abomination, yes. personally. So wrong. It's an abomination. Well, get an old Western Pacific, you know, okay. diesel or something. Yeah. Anyway, David Richley, that's him. Mike Dean uh, in Fairmont, West Virginia, uh, 6006. Sirloin, Sirloin, (laughs) night of the new Smyrna Smyrna Beach in Osteen, Florida, 60.
1: And he says, "A a little bump on top of my $10 monthly subscription. The no agenda mental health plan is far superior to anything big pharma has to offer. Boom.
0: That's true. Christopher Decter 5678, Tim Tillman in New Kent, Virginia, 5510, uh, Caitlin Breederland in Edmonton, Alberta, happy Valentine's Day, she says, 55, uh, Richard Dominelli, Sir Greek Heretic in Clifton Park,
1: New York. This is donation for his daughter, Angela's 16th birthday tomorrow. 56. And she, she apparently routinely is hitting people in the mouth in her class with no agenda topics. And, Good. Is, and is his walking bubble of awesome.
0: <laughs> 5316. Uh, uh, Ann Lucer, 51. <laughs> Roses are red, violets are blue. Thanks for cleaning my poo. Happy Valentine's Day, Dad. <laughs> Much love.
1: <laughs> Kadookie. Okay, okay. All righty
0: then. That's pretty funny. Brian Burgess in Pelican Rapids, Minnesota, fifty thirty-three. Uh Pate Snakes in uh Amsterdam, fifty. Uh Christy in Ottawa, Ontario. These are all fifty dollar donors. And she says uh, a
1: note. Please deduce my common law husband, Stu. Here's to giving each other the finger behind each other's back for more years to come. At least now you'll officially be deduced while you do it. <laughs>
14: <laughs> You've been deduced.
1: I can
0: only imagine. <laughs> I don't know what to think about it. <laughs> Robert Weber in San Jose, California. Patricia Dame Patricia Worthington in Miami, Florida. Uh, she must be a Baroness by oh, now. She's ruling Brandice all of uh, all of Orchard, the place. Richard Washington, Jason Clegg in San Diego, California. Kimberly Redmond in Toronto, Ontario. Mark Johnson in Aurora, Colorado. Trevor Hogland. In Portland, Oregon. John Haller in Missoula, Montana. A lot of 50s today. Good. Uh, Richard Gardner, uh, parts unknown. Sir Richard Gardner. Uh, Jonathan Ferris in Liberal, Kansas. Robert Bruckner, parts unknown. Brett Yo in Catonsville, Missouri. Keith Yarborough in Austin, Texas. Robert Careback in Essexville, Michigan. Heather Latta, parts unknown. Sir. Austin of the snowy Cascades and Sammamish, Washington, is our last well wisher, and we want to thank everybody who helped us out on showed eleven twelve. Yes,
1: gracias. We'll you. They have, thank you all very much. This is incredibly helpful. If we could have segments like this on every show, that would be, that'd be great. Uh, but we will continue to remind you that this is your show, and you're the producers, and you contribute in many ways, and financially is one that we appreciate, and. A reminder, we have a lot of in face, uh, face-to-face, in-person, face-to-face meetups coming up February 22nd. The Keeper and I will be in Des Moines, Iowa, and you need to go to noagendameetups.com in order to get the exact locations. March 2nd, we have the big event here in Austin, Texas at the Austin Beer Works at 3.33 p.m. And March 3rd, the Arlington, Virginia, the spook up, the spook meetup. Uh, I think DC girl is hosting that. So those are our three meetups on the books for right now. Uh, Check them out and uh, hopefully we'll see you at one of these. Um, uh, What do I have to remember? Oh yes. Noagendameetups.com. That's weird. Is that, is that like a separate site? Did Eric build that? What happened? That's kind of interesting. No, no.
0: Somebody built it. Mimi's running it.
1: Okay. Mimi's running it. Oh, all is well then There's nothing to worry about. Um, Thank you again. And remember, this is your show. You she produce snowed it. Snowed in. She snowed in still. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Global warming. Yeah. We have another show on Sunday. Please remember us at Divorak.org
15: slash N
1: A for those who need it.
11: Jobs, 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 and jobs. Let's vote for jobs. Yeah! Licka,
15: comma. It's your first day, first day.
1: Today is the uh, 14th of February. It is Valentine's Day, 2019. We say happy birthday to her shortlist. Gregory Pierce will turn 42 uh, on Saturday. Richard Dominelli says happy birthday to his daughter, Angela. She turns 15 tomorrow. And Heather Lava says happy birthday to her smoking hot boyfriend, Marty Williamson. I presume celebrating today. Happy birthday from everybody here at the best podcast in the universe. And then we do have this uh, one, Daming. So, uh... Ow, ow, sorry. I was trying to pick up the sword and tripped. There we go. That's my sword. Do you have yours under yeah, there? Yeah, it's right here. It's yeah, okay, all right. It. I was slow today. Anonymous, send your smoking hot wife up here to the podium. She's about to join the dames and knights of the No Agenda Roundtable. We are very pleased to have you here. And, of course, this is due to support of the show in the amount of $1,000 or more. And I'm very proud to pronounce the KD. The... Dame Dream, Mad Dame of the Mid-Valley. For you, we have uh, Rent Boys and Chardonnay. We've got Paprikash and Hot Totties, Isle of Dura, Single Malt Whiskey and French Onion Soup. we got Goat Chops and Goat Milk, Diet Soda and Video Games, Harlots and Halvol, Breast Milk and pavlum, Ginger Ale and Gerbils, Geishas and Sake, uh, Sparkling Cider and Escorts, or Mutton and Meat. And... What? Our brand new dame can head on over to noagendanation.com slash rings, and we will uh, gladly take your measurements and have Eric the Schill send out a ring post-haste.
13: Come gather round, douchebag, producer
3: and slave. As we
13: all thank your brothers and sisters who gave, and some of them nights, some of them day.
1: Sir Rogue, Black Knight, and Baron of the Palouse and Silver Mountain today becomes Rogue Viscount of the Palouse and the Silver Mountain. Viscount of the Palouse and the Silver Mountain. Thank you very much. Thank you everybody for your support. Remember, we're back on Sunday. Dvorak.org/na to support the show. Uh, oh, there is hope. There is hope.
0: You have a
1: because a war on cash. That's right. There is good news in the war on cash. As uh, the slaves are starting to revolt, it was a little unexpected. I'm seeing uh, articles everywhere about, uh, um, uh, what do you call it, uh, lashing back, no, a th- a
0: blowback. And making laws, legislative Guys who are usually in Jersey, maybe Nevada <laughs> places, uh, San Francisco Chinatown.
1: Well, we're seeing this. We're seeing um, companies wanting to go non-cash, all plastic or touch or whatever. It's yes, the law. Well, what? What's the law? The what, No, the law is and not when I have a dollar bill. it Says legal tender for all debts. Yes. That's correct. There's no law that says that you were forced to do that, but they are creating a law to support what you just said.
13: In a world full of technology, some Philadelphia businesses are no longer willing to accept cash, like Sweet Green. If you'd like a healthier option, you better have a bank account. Something Councilman Bill Greenlee says isn't fair.
7: You don't have a credit card, and, well, you can go to 7 Eleven, you know, with all due respect to 7 Eleven. The salad might have been sitting there for two days in a carton, but that's okay for you. They'll accept what? cash, but we don't. <laughs> I think that's well, the
1: ground. If I was 7 Eleven PR. I <laughs> grounds Yeah, for sure. I, that,
7: you know, if, if it's not discrimination. It's elitism. And I, I just think government has a place to get involved in it.
13: Councilman Greenlee introduced a bill that would make it illegal for commercial businesses to not accept cash. That bill will be considered by a Philadelphia City Council Committee Tuesday morning. Those who frequent businesses that do not accept cash weren't fazed by the proposed bill. To me, I like the
11: in and out fastness. So That's I prefer the said. app or a credit card. One time I came with cash and didn't have my credit uh, credit card and they gave me this out for free so they were kind enough
13: to just let me know next time just please bring my credit card though most customers weren't phased, they agreed people should have the option
0: if that's how somebody wants to to pay and they want to pay in cash i think they should be able to
14: oh i can definitely understand why people would be upset that they can't come in and use cash absolutely because most of the time i am a cash person but um, for things like this quick and easy in and out you know i usually use
13: the app or a credit card now we reached out to sweet green but have not heard back from anyone with that company if this proposed bill passes it will go in effect in july
1: i really hope this passes i pray i pray that austin texas passes something like or texas but a, a city law would be good too i would i pray for that because then right away i'll be like okay I need the same for these damn electric scooters. I need the same for the Uber. You need to be able to pay with cash everywhere. It would. It could start an interesting blowback.
0: That would be interesting to try to pull off
1: what you just described.
0: I could if run cash f- is it has to be you has to be acceptable everywhere. That means it has to has be acceptable to, everywhere. On the
1: scooter exactly on the scooter, uh, in uh, in the, the Uber. Uber in the Uber. Mm-hmm. I I hope it happens. Well, it'd be, it'll be a nice battle. All right. Uh, OTG for a second. I haven't really done an OTG segment in a while, but I got an email <clears throat> from Jacob, uh, which spurred me to discuss the off-the-grid solutions that I have uh, implemented for myself, uh, and I probably should give a little update on how everything is going with that. Hey, Adam. 18-year-old millennial here asking for some advice on an OTG phone. It's been about two months since deleting all social media. And I think I'm ready to take the full leap. I would still like to be able to do basic business things as you do. I've been listening to the show for years with my parents and have many observations to share from a regular dose of no agenda at a young age. I've been a douchebag for a long time, but money coming soon. Have a good one, Jacob. Well, Jacob, first of all, thank you for your courage. Uh, uh, the phone that i have settled with which i uh, just completely love is the Nokia E71 but here's what's interesting although i did start off you know it has a browser in there you can you can set up uh, the opera browser and it uh, works on 3g so that you still have some kind of speed yeah it's got an email client you can you can you know do some email the main thing for me is uh, i can receive and send text messages even a shitty picture if I wanted to use the 3.2 megapixel camera. Um, and it has a physical keyboard, so you're not dealing... That was the main problem with OTG phones, is you're dealing with either predictive text or a lot... You know, that's really kind of... it's Morse code is faster, proven faster than texting with an old phone. Um, but here's what's interesting. I barely use the phone at all when I go anywhere. I mean... Tina is probably the only person who texts me. I text back. If she texts me twice in a row, I call her. Uh, I said I can't keep up with my with my violation! phone. Violation. <laughs> That's no violation. She loves it. But here's here's something else that I noticed. We were talking about our kids. Um, yeah, I text with Christina, and it's just SMS texting. Tina uh, uses uh, the uh, iMessage with her daughters, and. Here's a frustration that I also used to have. You'll send something to your kid. You'll see on your iPhone or whatever you'll see. Ah, they've received it and two blue check marks or whatever. They read it, but they don't reply. And you walk around like, what if this asshole kid of mine reply? You read it. I mean, what am I not important to you? Reply. And I realized that ever since I've gone OTG, I don't know. I send, them, I, send I send a text message. I have no idea if she read it. I don't know if she's going to read it. I just, I don't, I I can turn off my brain. Less stress. It's such a beautiful thing. That's just one of the small benefits of going completely off the grid. Uh, Well, not completely, but removing distraction, removing tracking, and the benefit of five days of battery life. This, however, dear Jacob, the millennial, does not seem to be uh, something that your age group is capable of doing. Witness NPR, who have some millennial journos, uh, an
16: experiment. Can I break up with big tech? Facebook and Google and Amazon have become tech giants because they've made a science of being a part of everything we do, from shopping to taking care of our kids to connecting with friends and relatives. Despite the scandals and concerns about their practices, modern life is seemingly impossible without them. Impossible. Or is it? Kashmir Hill is a reporter for Gizmodo. She tried to cut Amazon, Facebook, Google, Microsoft and Apple out of her life.
1: Mo- Notice she didn't say too. Twitter. Found that to be interesting.
16: And she joins us now to explain her experiment. Welcome. Thank you. I got to ask you, first of all, how did this
17: idea come up? It was inspired um, partly by, you know, when people are criticizing these companies or complaining about how powerful they are, how privacy invasive they are. People will say, well, if you, if you don't like the company, then just stop using their products. And so I wanted to find out if that was possible. Right. And spoiler, spoiler, <laughs> it's not
16: possible. It's not possible. <laughs> right. Okay.
17: So
1: I, I found... The laughter about this not being possible, which also, do I really need to hear the rest of the report, but it's like, ha, 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 everyone knows ha, ha, you can't live without them. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> it's spoiler alert. You can't live without, you have to live with all the Google tech, the technology is, you know, it's kind of a little disgusting for NPR. Let's listen to her conclusion. I mean, yeah, the big thing
0: not, is- you, you pointed out something you, you has to dwell on for at least one second. Yeah, you got it. These guys, all the media guys, are clueless that they are just promoting the enemy.
1: They're promoting sickness.
0: Well, that too. That, they don't see that. They're never going to see that part of it.
1: But it's logical that they'd see that they're promoting the enemy. <laughs> yeah, the enemy of their business. Yeah. Exactly. And we are the enemy of their business right here, ripping them to shreds under fair use policies. Let's hear the conclusion of these laughing millennials. I
17: mean, the big thing I learned is that it's not possible to navigate the modern world without coming into contact with these companies.
1: Uh, John, you hear that? It's not possible to navigate the modern world. I don't know what the modern world is. Without coming into contact with these companies. i do
17: it. They are... Unavoidable. It made me certainly sympathetic to some of the critics who are saying that these companies are too dominant in their spaces. Um, you know, when I went off of Facebook's products, because Facebook bought Instagram, it controls everywhere where my friends are. And so by rejecting Facebook, right I had to reject...
0: Hold on a second. Everywhere where her friends, her friends aren't in the computer. Her friends aren't on. Her oh, yeah. friends yeah. are in a house or her friends are in an apartment no, or her friends or something. No, so you can call them no, up and say hello. No, they're no. not in. They're not
1: stuck no. inside of something. It, to her, if you listen carefully, yes, to her, her, friend, you know, she's, her friends are gone. They live there. No, this is a,
17: this is actually i believe she suffers from psychosis bought instagram it controls everywhere where my friends are and so by rejecting facebook i had to reject a lot of people in my life and it was very hard to stay in contact with them
1: oh so difficult cuz i didn't know what they were
17: eating but there were certainly benefits to <laughs> Rejecting the tech giants because it forced me to reject technology completely in, in many cases. Like I couldn't watch TV because we don't have cable oh. and internet TV didn't work. And oh. and I I think oh. that was really Oh, it was the end of the world. Good for me. I got out oh. of some bad got an antenna. <laughs> tech habits. And I'm just kind of looking at screens less. So if nothing else, I'm glad I did this experiment in, in terms of becoming kind of a, a healthier tech user.
0: Healthier? <laughs> She well, sounds like she needs to see a
17: shrink immediately.
1: Yeah, she does need help. I agree. Um, <clears throat> uh, just a couple more points. By the way,
0: I, I want to mention this. All the millennials I know, which are the ones in our little family grouping and, and and even extended a little bit, none of them know that you can hook an antenna up to the almost every screen you buy from Costco or every place else. Yeah, and the antenna is like eight bucks.
1: The antenna's cheap. You can put it on the back of your TV. You can just you stick it against it the, the wall. You, want, but yeah. you can put
0: it you can move it around. But it's a little the flat panel-like antenna are the best ones, it seems. Yeah. The ones I've used. And they get good for 50 miles, you know, if there's an, and even further, especially if you have line of sight. But yeah, it's like, wow, I wonder what that button on my remote that says TV was for.
1: <laughs> you know what's great about hooking up one of those antennas? You learn a lot of Spanish.
0: (laughs) Well, around here, you learn more Chinese and Vietnamese, especially Vietnamese.
1: (laughs) Researchers have uncovered a major security flaw in the temperature control systems of thousands of hospitals, supermarket chains around the world, including the United Kingdom, Australia, Israel, Germany, the Netherlands, Malaysia, Iceland, and others. These temperature control systems are implemented in the ICS environment to perform various sensitive operations such as combustion, chemical reaction, fermentation, drying, calcination, distillation, concentration, extrusion, crystallization, whatever, air conditioning. Uncovered security flaws in poorly configured systems have revealed the default username is 1234. (laughs) <laughs> With the default password one two three four, this is beautiful. Someone will actually die from this stupid insanity. Yeah, it probably. will happen. Um, and then the the last one, um, New York City. This is a, you'll see this happen everywhere. New York City has finally published some new ride sharing regs, regulations. And uh, so it's like a like a deal about how many cars can be driving around. And I don't know if they're doing anything with pricing. But in the Taxi Limousine Commission rules, that's the New York TLC, buried in them is a provision that uh, forces everyone who uses these app-based systems to report the location of every driver and passenger to the Taxi and Limousine Commission at an interval no less frequent than every 60 seconds. So there wow. you have it. I mean, why, why would you use this? I mean, it's already obvious that Uber uh, is tracking you. They know exactly what you're doing. But now that information will be given to the Taxi Limousine Commission and God knows who else as a part of the deal. Huh. This is not the, you may say, oh, I got nothing to hide. But yes, you do. We all have something to hide. Same goes for the 16% of US adults who own a smartwatch. Give that shit up. You'll live longer, I promise. Yeah, I'm OTG. You can't find me. Yes, I'm OTG. You can't find me. Yeah, I'm OTG. No eyes on me. That's right. Go OTG off the grid. Starts with the phone, you'd be amazed amazed at how much time you have to look at other people and smile at how dumb they look. <laughs> look around at anything. It's <laughs> just, unbelievable. Just anything in general. You know, I'm, we're going down the elevator to uh, last night to go to the play. And Tina's on her phone. Now, she had some actual professional work to do, which is the only reason she still carries it, because she has a big, big day today, big conference. But then all, all four other people in the elevator, all on the phones, and I'm just sitting like, hmm. Like, looking at them, looking at one of the dogs, and dogs looking at me like, dude, what's going on?
0: You should be, when it's all like that, you should be spending most of your time coughing up phlegm. <laughs> <laughs> See if anyone pays attention. <laughs> I shall report back. <laughs> it's a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's do a couple of raps here. I want to get the Guzman thing out of the with Guzman. Guzman. Pablo Guzman. I mean, I would be, this guy, I, I, unless they get him to a supermax really fast, I think he's going to escape again.
1: <laughs> that would be quite a uh, quite a, a bad mark for our uh, our system if we let him go. The whole let
0: system, him- there's something corrupt about this guy. Well, obviously, but I mean, in terms of how we deal with him, but. Let's play the Guzman update with Get Keep Up.
18: In lavish lifestyle, like texts with his wife Emma Coronel that show Guzman seeming to suggest one of their six month old twin girls should be given a firearm. Mm. He himself owned a diamond encrusted monogrammed pistol and a gold plated AK 47, among other weapons. And while El Chapo's lawyers maintain that their client is not actually the drug kingpin he's being described as, the evidence presented in court built up. Beyond his extravagant lifestyle, the trial has also magnified how El Chapo allegedly led a regime full of fear and corruption. Witnesses testified that Guzman ordered multiple executions. Part of that culture is having loyal allies, but after being put behind bars, many former associates came out against him. Some of Guzman's closest associates have testified against the drug lord, like Alex Cifuentes, who considered himself Guzman's right-hand man. Cifuentes testified that the drug kingpin even paid $100 million to former Mexican president Enrique Peña Nieto as a bribe so he could stay in business. (laughs) Peña Nieto's former... Wasn't
1: that Obama's buddy, Peña Nieto? The
18: chief of staff has denied this claim and calls Sifuentes' testimony "quote false, defamatory, and absurd. He says it was Peña Nieto's government which captured and extradited El Chapo. Peña Nieto himself did not respond when CNN reached out for comment. Evidence released in court also claimed Guzman has bribed a number of other Mexican authorities. (laughs) When Guzman was extradited to the U.S., he pleaded, not guilty to 17 federal charges including leading a continuing criminal enterprise firearm violations and money laundering
1: you know we got to talk to cnn that was possibly the most boring report i've ever heard the monotone read this drivel underneath her voice what a profession professionally speaking what a piece of crap package
0: well, yeah, well, CNN, uh, they're either really bad or horrible. really no, nothing in between.
1: And that's all there really was. There wasn't much extra reporting, really. I didn't catch no, much else about guy's, it. They,
0: he's done, but we'll see what happens, because I think it, he still has one escape left in him.
1: Oh, I, I need to correct something. We were talking about uh, Bezos-Pecker. Yeah, what about his Pecker? Uh, Bezos and Pecker and the oh, National Enquirer. Yeah, the so i i did some sleuthing and i made a mistake i was talking about a half a billion dollar deal the the contract the pentagon contract the jedi contract j e d i is a ten billion dollar contract and yeah. Microsoft is indeed uh in the in the in the race but the lawsuit because of how the deal, how the uh, the FAQ or the RFP was put together, it was done with former executives from Amazon. So, you know, the request for proposals is put together by people from Amazon with questions that obviously only people from Amazon could answer. Uh, it's Oracle. Oracle have filed suit. So, I don't know, maybe Larry Ellison could have said, you know what, I can see Ellison doing this. Oh yeah! Screw Ellison's this Bezos guy. It. He's got it in him. Screw this Bezos guy. Let's let's get it. And now, as it turned out, that you were so right that his uh, Bezos's lover, as he's described, his lover, that she admits, well, I showed it to my friends. Yeah, of course. Of course, they always do. Yeah, way to go, Mister Alert
0: uh, Man. Alert. They will show their <laughs> pictures. Yeah. So don't be dumb. No. All right. I've got one uh, last clip. I think we're wrapping, right? Yeah. Well, I, this yeah. Actually, I, I was going to put this off and be, get used for more back of my Iranian theory that we're going to go to war with Iran. Mm-hmm. And this is the one. Uh, this is the this is the dubious story. NBC would be the ones to run. I don't know anyone else has run this story, even though it's a horrible story that needs to be discussed. The this, uh, Sorry. I'm sorry, this is the spy... The spy story, the spook story, and it involves Iran once again. I'm telling you, something's up, something's going to happen.
3: Prosecutors say Monica Witt served nearly 11 years in the Air Force as an intelligence officer, two more years as a contractor, then secretly defected to Iran in 2013 and turned spy. In return, the FBI says the Iranians gave her housing and computers. Investigators say she revealed details of secret U.S. intelligence programs and the names of overseas intelligence sources, information that could damage Damage U.S. security. The FBI says she also told these four Iranian cyber spies the names of her former American intelligence colleagues, whose computers were then hacked. It's a sad day
0: anytime. Uh, one of our members of our armed forces or anyone in America
5: betrays her country, as we've alleged that Monica Witt has done.
3: Prosecutors say she defected after attending two of these anti-Western conferences organized by the Iranian government, then texted her handler, if all else fails, I just may go public with a program and do like Snowden. The Ah. FBI says agents warned her that Iran might try to recruit her as a spy, but that she said she'd never do that. A year later, she was in Iran making anti-U.S. videos. And the FBI says she's still believed to be there. Pete Williams, NBC News at the Justice Department.
1: Wow, there's a name we haven't heard for a while.
0: Yes, yeah, Snowden. Huh. I'm not sure. I was thinking about that because they threw that. That was gratuitous. I don't believe this woman. This woman could be a plant. She could be CIA. She could be a million things. She might, They have a picture of her uh, as the Air Force uh, officer, and then they have a picture of her, of her with, in a hijab or <laughs> scarf, and she's got – she's now dark – somehow she's now dark-skinned, and she got a big mole hmm. on her cheek that wasn't there in the other pictures. And so
8: hmm. – And one
0: of the things you know Fishy. about – the cia they like to brag about one of the things they're good at yeah. is uh, uh not costumes but uh, disguises
1: disguises undercover yeah
0: undercover disguise so you can't you, the the goal is to walk into a place where you your friends are and they can't recognize you Gee, uh, yeah yeah exactly
1: exactly right
0: so yeah. this is like some sort of bullcrap the story i don't know what but it's a, again anti-iran and it's going to have something to do with what we're going to see which is going to be a major horrible false flag event and uh, it's going to be blamed on hezbollah and it's going to be traced back to iran we're going to
1: have to go in i right. have to go in well i'm i'm going to end the show on that happy note <laughs> and i think uh, we've both concluded the same it's nice to see how the deconstruction comes together live on the air and thank you, producers, because you make it all possible. Remember us at Dvorak.org NA. That's where you can support the show financially. Whatever you thought it was worth. couple hours, just a couple dudes, or did you learn something? Are you extra healthy? Let us know at Dvorak.org NA. Dan, coming to you from downtown, Austin, Texas, capital of the drone star states, FEMA region number six and all the governmental maps in the 5x9 Cludio in the common law condo in the morning, everybody. I'm Adam Kurt. And from sunny but no,
0: it's rainy, California northern Silicon Valley to be exact, I'm John C. Dvorak.
1: And with thanks to Tom Starkweather and brand new mixer Matt Lazari for our end of show mixes until Sunday. Adios mofos and such.
2: Donate to a No Agenda, they give us shows week after week. Donate to a No Agenda, it's a show that's really unique. Donate to a No Agenda, listen to John and Adam speak. Donate to a No Agenda, science is turning into a clique.
4: I don't think this entire line of questioning is meant to be real questions, and so I will not reply.
5: How can you spoil a system that is already broken? I,
4: I don't know why Speaker Pelosi or anybody else would be saying, oh, here, uh, we're, we're sorry, we don't want to upset you, we'll give you more money. I did great. I made a lot of money. Any collusion? You know, the Russia collusion, delusion, absolutely no collusion between Trump and the Russia. I
6: reserve the right to my time. It is not, it is not right. That was not a question. You,
2: know, you have to reprogram the money.
11: The media at this point, is parsing words in a way that the average Virginians aren't. No nope. agenda. In the morning.
5: Hey, citizen.
15: In the morning.
1: We need a beat.
10: Amen. to Bingo. Amen. Good bump. That backtrack false. Bingo. Oh. Backtrack false.
13: Ding My millennials, stay woke. Backtrack false. Bingo. is this
2: We must.
16: you see that juice? Get out of my vagina! Don't laugh Patrick Paul Bingo
15: Thanks Obama Beautiful Demo <sighs> Coincidence? I did not
18: Who
17: tried? false
1: Monsanto Jingle.
4: Mofo oh
8: my, oh my god! Listen to that horn!
1: Adios Mofo. Trails.
3: Don't eat me, Hillary Clinton. Stay woke!
15: The
5: best podcast in the universe! Uh,
15: yeah. Mofo. Dvorak.org slash N
0: A. Oh. My.
8: God. <laughs>